2: And good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome to Wrestling Authority Radio. Unfortunately, um, we just uh, found out a day ago um, that Rene Goulet, also known as Sergeant Jacques Goulet, who was a star in the WWWF, the AWA, and the WWA, passed away on May 25th at the age of 86. Um... I actually grew up uh, watching Rene when he first came in. He was the uh, loving French-Canadian babyface who then turned heel and became part of the French Foreign Legion as Sergeant Jacques Goulet as uh, tag team of the Legionnaires. And um, then later on, he became an agent for uh, WWF. In fact, I've uh, told the story that uh, Tataka has told me uh, several times about the um, massive rib that Owen Hart played on him at Europe in the European Tour in the Vatican, where when they're taking the group photo, <coughs> Owen lifts Renee's wallet, and here is Renee in the heart of the one of the one of the largest um Western religion headquarters in the in the world and he's going Who stole my effing wallet? Oh yeah. Well uh, I mean to be to be uh, in the in you know the yeah exactly to be right there in the center of Saint Peter's Square, saying that. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
3: yeah, Oh my, that, uh,
2: my fucking wallet. <laughs> yeah, that that would. Only with only that with, that with a French a, only with a French accent. That would have been a sight to see. All right. Yep. Well, we want to send our well
3: wishes to the friends and family of Renee. Um, we just learned about this a couple of days ago. It did happen back in May, uh, I believe. We made some mention of it back in May. Uh, But we did not have it confirmed Because nobody knew We made mention mention of it But it was not confirmed Um, Therefore we didn't confirm it But we did make mention of it So um, we want to definitely Send our well wishes uh, About that And without any further ado We're going to get the rest of the show started Ladies and gentlemen Here we go It is ladies night Oh what
4: a night
1: Thank you.
3: to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio, live on the Evolution Radio Network, and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. I am Sadistic Sean David, along with my lovely co-host,
2: the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. and eventually I will re-edit that intro.
4: <laughs> and I don't, I don't know how lovely they are, but I just sprayed myself with rose water, so I know I'm smelling lovely. <laughs> you don't know why this show Yeah, man, I got homemade rose water, and it's real easy, too. Anyways, yeah, um, (laughs) me, I'm the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks sprayed with rose water. Me, 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 me. Okay, out of Katie.
3: (laughs) Welcome, everyone. Tonight is (laughs) ladies' night. We will be joined by, as seen on All Elite Wrestling, Shalandra Rookie Royale who we will be uh, joined by in just a couple minutes. I want to bring you some quick news updates real quick before we uh, get into the rest of Ladies' Night. Um, the biggest news that uh, we have for this week is AEW Dynamite and WWE NXT draw exactly the same number of viewers across the board. AEW Thanks. drew 778,000 viewers and NXT drew 778,000 viewers.
4: Yeah, and I missed I missed Mox talking about his plant match. Yeah. Because, yes. well, see, Cody, it's not a good idea. You shouldn't be putting Mass Singer and AEW on the, on the same night. Dude, what do you want from me? Hey. I don't have demands. Hey. I don't have a hey, DVR. Hey, hey. I'm talking. I'm, hey, 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 I'm talking. I don't have a DVR. I don't have the man. It's about enough Vince screws with, with stuff like Walking Dead and other, other programs that I like on, on Sundays. You got to do it too. Hey, man. I, 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 I'm couple of friends here. Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh.
3: So the the other news thing that I want to get to real quick, and I've got to open my email actually to get it, is WWE has filed for over 20 trademarks as of today, and they're all former Uh, pay-per-views. After AEW filed trademarks to the name Bash at the Beach, WWE has reacted, trademarking over 20 WCW and ECW pay-per-view names.
1: Um,
3: (laughs) The one, WWE has filed for the following names fully loaded, living dangerously, heat wave, NRT rules, World War Three, Chi Town Rumble, Sin Sold out, New Blood Rising, Hog Wild, Capital Combat, Road Wild, three, Uncensored, Spring Stampede, The Day of Mayhem, Beach Blast, Massacre on 34th Street,
2: Hardcore Heaven, and Eat, Sleep, Conquer, Repeat. Well, uh, that, the Eat, Sleep, Conquer, Repeat is to uh, Brock Lesnar t shirts. Right. Um, now,
3: they hey. have said that th- there is. Uh, no expectation of WWE using any of the mentioned names from above. Hey, the reason why I have an addiction to it. It's your fault. I was, I
4: was shy hey. about slice of it. What?
3: No background combos while we're on the air. I'm you know sorry. better than that. I'm
4: sorry. Okay. Okay. We went to San Remo's today and, and you're not Canadian or from Toronto. So San Remo's is this awesome Italian bakery in deli, all right? And they have this amazing Italian sponge homemade with actual real strawberries, real cream, filling it. And then they cover it with cream and coconut on the freaking side and big-ass strawberries all around. And, and Darren's eating a slice of it in front of me, and it's like the perfect drug, and you just don't understand.
3: <laughs> anyway, uh, there is no expectation that you WWE will use any of these trademarks, um, but they are, they are seriously locking down anything that they can get their hands on. The other trademarks that they have said that they are going to be filing for because they have expired from their buyout of WCW are Mm -hmm. Nitro, Thunder, um, what was the name of ECW's television program? Was there ever a name for that?
2: No, it it was basically ECW Hardcore TV. Yeah,
3: that's what I thought. So uh, they are really
2: like. Vince is really
3: starting to feel threatened by AEW and Cody and that's why all yeah. of this is happening. Um yeah. but getting back to those getting back to those ratings for Wednesday night last night that a is question, a question, total question go question ahead.
4: question. If he has the trademark on his father's name shouldn't everything that his father created go to him?
3: No. Uh, that's muddy no, that's muddy waters because of Do you the know what relationship I'm saying? that well, that's muddy waters because of the relationship that Vince had with uh, oh, Dusty, and it's it's, yeah. it's very muddy. Um, now, yeah, um, I can't, you can't own everything.
4: Yeah, uh
3: you know, there's um, there's going to be some things that uh, we'll talk about later on. The last thing I want to say is Teddy Hart was spotted at last night's AEW Dynamite.
0: Now yeah, we know he that dead. he
3: was released. Um, from MLW, and we know that there's some personal situations going on with Teddy Hart. We want to wish him the best, um, but we don't want him. I don't want to see him sign with AEW and, and not make a full go of it and not have that chance again down the line, if anybody uh, understands what I mean by that. So um, I think that's the biggest news items for us today. I know we were on Tuesday night, and there's not really been a lot that happened. AEW does have a pay-per-view coming your way in February. It's AEW Revolution, and it is going to be one hell of a pay-per-view. And it's expected that this will be the face-to-face meeting in the ring of MJF and Cody. As well as the AEW title match, if he's still the champion, Chris Jericho versus John Mosley. So those are some highly anticipated matches right there. Um, and there is even still talk that AEW is going to either add a TV title or a U.S. title. I am in favor of a TV title because every, every wrestling company in the known world right now has a U.S. title besides Ring of Honor and a couple of the other ones, and every independent company that's out there to, known to exist in, thinks that they need to have a U.S. title too. So let's do a TV title. Let's make it mean something again. Without any further ado, I would like to introduce our guest at this time. She is uh, someone that has been seen on AEW Dynamite, and hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of her on that program. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Shalandra Rookie Royal.
5: Hi. 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 Thanks for coming out, doll. Thanks for having me. How are everyone doing Mm -hmm. tonight?
3: Everyone is great. Uh, Steve will be back with us momentarily. Yeah, hey, don't be speaking.
5: Hold on a second.
4: Don't you be speaking for me. I, I've got a mouth. I know how to use it. My jaw is working real well, and my voice is clearing <laughs> up and sounding wonderful. <laughs> I am doing lovely tonight,
5: sweetheart. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, too, and I'm glad to hear that you're doing lovely. <laughs>
3: now, um, we're going to get into it with uh, Shalandra here about all of her career and her childhood and how she got started in wrestling and all of that. But I want to refresh everybody about uh, where they may have seen Shalandra. Um, mm-hmm. Her first appearance was at All In as the National Anthem singer. Uh, mm-hmm. You were a part of the four-way match at Double or Nothing involving the currently suspended Nyla Rose. And we'll get to that because uh, I've got some questions oh, about having to in the ring Yeah, the... Uh, the I have some questions about having to be in the ring with Nyla Rose and we'll get to those later because, uh, I think, I think, um, I think Nyla Rose is the next carnation of Austin awesome Pong. And <laughs> I, I, look, I don't, I don't know that I'd ever want to be in the ring against Austin awesome Pong. She's just that scary. And Nyla is the same kind of scary. So we'll get into that, uh, here momentarily. Um, Talk to us a little bit about um, what you've got coming up this weekend, if you've got any bookings this weekend that you want to put over real quick.
5: Oh, let's see. Actually, for the month of December, it's kind of slowing down for me because, you know, trying to chill for the next year because that's when I have a lot of things coming up. So the only thing that I have, I believe I have – I'll be in the Rumble at New South um, for wrestling, and that's in Alabama – um, I'm trying to think. I have a show next Friday at GPW, and I think I'll be in Jersey on the 28th, and I think that's about it. So just pretty pretty calm for the rest of the month here.
3: Excellent. I uh, always want to give you guys, uh, our guests, a chance to put over where they're going to be and where our listeners can see them. Um, Thank you. So talk to us about, uh, you know, what kind of sports you were into growing up and and, um, what kind of other hobbies you had growing up.
5: Okay. Well, I was that kid that that tried to be in everything, whether it was Quiz Bowl, Beta Club. I also did track and field. Um, And this started since elementary school. So I was always really Mm -hmm. fond of sports. But I was also really fond of music. So, oh, yeah. elementary school, middle school, high school—it was all about, you know, sports and music. However, soprano it was a over battle. here. baby.
4: Hmm? I was in soprano myself. Okay, see, you so, know, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah.
5: Especially when you're in choir, you know, it becomes oh, addiction. Yeah. Like if you really like singing and you're in choir, because it's not just you—you you get the camaraderie of everyone. Yeah. So that—that yeah. that was me. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until, let me see. Yeah, I did track and field for the city in elementary school. And then I got to high school and I felt like I only wanted to do soccer. I actually didn't want to do music whatsoever because I don't know why I was so stressed out as a kid, but it seemed like everything that was involved in, in elementary school happened to all go down on one day and I had to choose. And I chose track and this jump rope, gymnastics, and clean team. I decided to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I said, "When I okay. sorry, that's when
4: cool. you said. Oh, it's okay. I, I, I okay because it's ladies' night. I I will probably be the one that will be talking to you most. So okay, go for it. Just, no, just it's
5: our show. Screw them. It's our show. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Yes, ma'am. Well- no. I I did that, but then I got to middle school, and I'm like, look, I'm just gonna do soccer and track and field. I want to do sports. This is it. Somehow, I ended up in choir, and I decided to keep it because it was an easy A, and that's when my love of music grew, that's but that's when I found that I had a different voice for music. Um, long story short, for that, I ended up going to school for opera, so that kind of feeds what I keep making now. Yeah, so I actually graduated graduate okay, I'm, music. Okay, I'm super jealous. <laughs> oh, no, I jealous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm super. So yes, that's cool. I know that's like really different, but it ties into what I do today. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I went to school for music. Um, I can share the details about that later. Oh. But yeah, I got that degree. I went to competition.
4: I went to competition way. Go ahead, Stu. Oh,
5: you went to no, competition?
2: Just... Yeah, I yeah did. go ahead. <laughs> I went yeah, in competition. With I, 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 yeah. I, i I did. I did competitions when I was in high school and that. Um, just yeah. I mean I've, I've. Yeah. Hey. Yep. Well, yeah, it's cool.
4: it's, it's hilarious. Thinking, you know, it's. I'm sorry but it is hilarious. The boys have heard this story. It's hilarious. Okay, when I was growing up, I was. It was a cross between punk rocker and, and, and normal just metalhead, right? And
5: mm-hmm. when a
4: girl with a mohawk french braided down the middle, walks into church youth group wearing docks and nothing but black and then those <laughs> big ass skull rings, you know, the big silver skull rings the rockers wore? Yeah. That was me wearing eighteen whole docks and they walk in and, and you walk in and you're like on top of everybody's prayer list and, and all <laughs> they're all looking they're all looking at the youth at the youth uh, minister, right? And I was just like Dean, what are you thinking? We're going to be bringing this little heathen in here. Just wait for it. And, and all I had to do was sing.
3: We're going to let you girls talk. We'll I'll be right back. All I had to do
4: sing. You better not be going for long. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, would past choir, what, and you did, okay. Let's see. You said you were doing rope gymnastics as well. See, my well, mom would like jump for
5: that. that. and <laughs> Yeah, that was like basic stuff in elementary school. But as yeah. I got in middle school, that's when I realized that, hey, music can be a thing. And mm-hmm. I actually mm-hmm. had a totally. my choir director in middle school, she's the one that told me, she's like, hey, your voice is different, but you get in high school, mm-hmm. you should try um, A, B, C, and D. Like, she just gave me things I need to do. And yeah. at that point, yeah. I'm just like, hey, I might as well listen. And it wasn't until I got into high school where I realized that, oh, people will actually pay you to go to their college just to make noise with your mouth. So... <laughs> That's when I take it seriously. Well, I did try sports in the meantime. I did soccer in middle school. I did soccer in high school, but it came a time where I had to choose between sports and music. And at that time, I'm just like, hey, I don't come from a family with a lot of money. I need to go to college, so I'm going to Mm -hmm. go with music. So I I spent a lot of years just focusing on music, but I always had a thing for sports and just a little side yeah. note what planted the seed that eventually led to me wrestling. I ended up dating and I got engaged but Ooh. the relationship was falling apart. You know what you're you're trying to like keep things together so you're trying to find things that you can do together yeah. because he was a complete yeah. like I T person. I'm a music okay. person. <laughs> and yeah. And we wanted to do something together. So he actually practiced judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I'm like, nice. hey, I'll come to training with That's you. That's like my man. Yeah. See? So you know. We have yeah. No, my man was jiu-jitsu.
4: Jiu- jiu- and, um, okay, I'm, I'm from the province. I'm, I'm in Canada. So the province I'm from is Ontario. My man okay. is 10th in Ontario for for Roman Greco and freestyle wrestling. Okay. Oh,
5: wow.
4: Yeah. And he almost went to the Olympics, too. He got beat out. A tiny, bitty little sliver, and the guy—he hated the guy too.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah. so they hated each other. Uh, they hated each
4: other's guts. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. So I, I understand what you're talking about. So you could. And, and also, understand. he plays hockey too. And he plays hockey. Yeah.
5: See, yeah. So I this it. means that I should mess with you or him. Mm-hmm. Noted.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> I, we don't play fight because he—he'll just totally grapple my legs, like totally. think I would make special, and I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm done. I did like seriously in year you year two. I thought I, I thought it was the master play fighter. I don't know, me by the wrist, right by the ankles because I'm tiny, right? Yeah, are you done? <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: yeah, see. I used to get the upper hand with mine yes. because like one thing was judo. It's like great for short people. We have a lower center of gravity. Once we just like flip someone over, we got them. At least I thought, you know, I met my match eventually. But (laughs) (laughs) I decided to do that to try to keep our relationship going. It eventually Mm -hmm. fizzled. It was probably the best thing that happened to me that it fizzled. But when I did that, it rejuvenated my love of like contact sports. So I never forgot about that. So, how I got into wrestling. Facebook like I literally commented on a friend's post about something that they did with martial arts or something and um, uh, well they weren't a mutual friend at the time but one of their friends saw and they're like wow you're a female that actually does martial arts are you interested in doing a backyard wrestling promotion and I'm like what? There's backyard wrestling? Now I didn't (laughs) see anything wrong with it but I knew I wanted to finish school first I was super stressed out And everything, like, Murphy's Law was, like, upon my life. So I didn't want to change oh, anything else. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really wanted to hurry and graduate. But oh. I kept that in mind. And then eventually after I graduated, I felt bad because I gained weight from senior year. And I'm like, look, I'm going to do backyard wrestling. And it's actually called GWC Intensity. It's actually Ooh. a very, like, it's a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of history on there. Mm-hmm. Probably like the longest-running backyard wrestling promotion in the state of Georgia. It's like 20-plus years. So Ooh. I'm thinking, okay, I want to get in shape for this. They're going to put me on YouTube. Who knows? I might be a YouTube star. But it yeah. took me like two <laughs> two or three months doing that. And I, I'm like, why am I, like, getting beat up for free? Um, why not <laughs> yeah. really look into this, you know? And yeah, that's usually was...
4: that's yeah, that's usually my first question. So tell me,
5: uh, what
4: made you wanna get your ass kicked for little to no money? <laughs> <You
5: know>? <laughs> <laughs> that's usually my first question. But that's exactly yeah. like I I had to ask that because I I don't know, like I loved backyard wrestling. But mm-hmm. at the same time it's And not every, I'm not saying this for every backyard promotion, but a lot of times it's just a lot of people starting to emulate what they're seeing on television, even though they told us not to do that. But that's what we're doing. And Mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to actually, you know, be in the ring and be trained by, like, some guys that actually had pro-wrestling training. They're the ones that, like, planted that seed of saying, hey, you're really good at this. Perhaps you should look at taking this outside of just backyard. And a lot of them Mm felt the same so that's what i'm like okay and for me whenever i'm doing something i want to study it so i started looking at wrestling again and i got pumped for it and the exact match was and this shows you how like recent that actually was the exact match was i think it was the last match that ember moon and asuka had at nxt i
4: saw that and i'm like
5: yeah ah, this is what I wanted way back in the broad mm-hmm. panty days, you know, This, but this is right. the type of math that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, right. that's when I decided to go. So, uh, mutual friends, like, hey, you should come to this school. The trainer is awesome. Just come one night and just see how it's going to be. So, I actually know, going on a Saturday morning, I participated in the training class and I fell in love. And this school is one fall power yep. factory. You might have you might have heard about it, because I think Cody Rose, like, tweeted about it or something. But this what was, what was the name of it? One Fall Power Factory.
2: Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah we have where, heard that of it.
2: That's where, yeah, that's where he trains that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oof. awesome. And that's
5: what hooked me, because the trainer, QT Marshall, he actually just wrestled uh, last night <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> on A W oh, nice. Dynamic. Yeah, he tagged with Cody. <laughs>
3: yes. Now, were yeah, you kid. always it's a good hand?
5: One at a time,
4: boys.
3: Were you always into wrestling then as, as as a child growing up, or was it something that you saw later in life and said, hey, I might want to take a chance at this?
5: It's really strange because when I was younger, like maybe like elementary school age or so, I got a glimpse of wrestling, and even though I wasn't supposed to watch it. I got a glimpse of it, and I'm like, <laughs> I want to be a WWE diva. I remember specifically saying those words. It. However, yes. times got hard. Yeah. We see. lost cable. My parents yeah. were Aww. like, "No, yeah." So I lost a huge chunk of history <laughs> when it came to wrestling. And I, I, knew, didn't my yeah, I yeah. knew my mother Yeah, I knew my
4: mother wasn't gonna let me do wrestling. Okay, <laughs> I knew damn well. Okay, I was allowed to watch wrestling, but that that wasn't the thing. All right, I, would, I mean, to the point of my mother didn't really ground me. She ground me from watching wrestling, okay? Oh. I wanted to be, like, Wendy Richter and Sensational Sherry and, and and Leilani Kai and other huge names like that. But I knew from the start because, well, I'd gotten a little mishap during floor hockey, and I took a blade to the side, the side of my, oh my face, like, right it – was, it was close to my eye, but it was really far away at the same time, and it was just a welt. And my mom totally lost her noodle – and sent me to school the next day with a note that said, my daughter will not be participating in such activities. And then listed uh-huh. them. And they included gymnastics and everything. And I looked at my teacher and I said, Miss Mirison, please, please, please. She's even saying volleyball. I'm just like, it wasn't even close to your eye. We did the best we could. I'm sorry she saw it. I said, Do I have to call your mother? I said, no, no, no. That's the worst thing you could be doing. I said, we need to keep this from my mother and just not get me injured. You know, so it's like, yeah, mom. like, I, I, back then, they separated the classes, the boys and the girls didn't have, have a gym together, it was an actual electronic wall that would separate us, so I'd be like, ah, they're doing cool shit over there, and I'm not allowed to see it, you know, like, we wanted, like, we weren't allowed to weight lift with them, we weren't allowed to do wrestling with them, we weren't allowed to do shit all, not even floor hockey, okay, so, yeah. It, I mean, I, I got caught weightlifting with the boys, and the male and fem- female teachers, they were married, okay? So he just looked at me, and when his wife gave him shit, and she, he just goes, look, uh, happy life, happy wife. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. I was like, uh-huh. I can li- I'm, I'm like, look, I, I'm, I can lift that whole stack with my legs. Come on. Come on. And he's like, I know, uh-huh. but I'm not allowed. He says, "Look at you! You're four foot nine and you're what? But a buckle five, soaking wet." And I'm like, "So, <laughs> so what? You know?" But, so said, like, "Yeah, that's what my mom did. My mom, nope, none of it." Mm-mm. And I wanted to be so. I never told her I wanted to wrestle. I said, "I said I want to be like Miss Elizabeth, but treated better, you know."
1: <laughs>
4: so she was she was okay with that, but she still she could still take a chair to the head, you know. And I'm like, "So what? So what?" <laughs> I mean, just because my cousin was sitting in front row at Toronto Maple Leaf Garden and took took a kick to the head from Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to happen to me, Mom. Okay? I, I trust you. Oh, yeah. Um, so like, come on. Go ahead, Sean.
3: For me, for me I got into wrestling uh, yeah. instantly. It was something that my brother was into when I was growing up as, as a young, young, young my child, uncle. like two or three. And, yeah. uh, I did uh, when the opportunity presented itself to become part of the business, I jumped on it in 2002 mm-hmm. and in 2003, I started training. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Still did some of the backyard wrestling. Cause they're like, well, what are you, how mm-hmm. how are you going to keep, uh, what you, what we teach, uh, fresh. And I said, well, I said I'm going to have to backyard wrestling so I can use everything you're teaching me. But I didn't like that too much, but, uh, you know, I kept with the tra- I, I kept with the Ooh, craft, and uh, I can speak from experience. Chair shots hurt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I bet. <laughs>
3: um, oh
2: yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Now, Steve started in the 1980s, as I told you, Shalandra, and he was a referee. Uh-huh. I've I've done everything in the wrestling business. I've run yeah. the camera. I've done security. I've, you name it, I've done it. And now Ooh. I'm a promoter myself. So. Um, yeah but then Steve, yeah, why don't you I'm tell her a little bit account. about your background and then Katie you can tell well, her more about yours.
2: I
1: have
2: well, no background. I, <laughs> well, I I I discovered it one, one Sunday when I came home from church at the age of twelve and that was uh Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. Now that's oh. you know that might be way ancient history. That might be something <laughs> you'd have to look up on. Google, Whoa. But uh he, he Yeah, knows. I know. I know. So um so that's so that's where my love of the business first started. It wasn't until the 80s, which is when things really started to open up, which was when uh, the independence really started to thrive. And so um, I started with uh, Windy City Wrestling out of Chicago. That's where that's where I got uh, trained out of my trainer, um, my promoter Sam DeCero, was a uh, was one of the Max brothers he worked he worked for uh, AWA uh, WWA he worked in Japan um, oh, wow. so i Ooh. so i was i was there for um slightly over 10 years i left in i left in 2000 went uh went completely on my own and did and did that um until i got uh injured six years ago which basically ended my career a couple of years later i finally had i finally had my uh retirement show and i refereed my last match which mm-hmm. was exactly how i wanted to go out and then so i but i've been doing the podcast for like the last um seven eight years since we started this uh Sean and I work together. I'm I'm the I'm the creative guy behind anything that uh, anything that we do Al, and I've been, yeah, been, right. and, and, I've been doing yeah, uh, and I'm, the, I've I'm been the doing creative piece. character development. I've 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 written I've written entire backstories for wrestlers and that yes. that uh we're working in, that we're working in promotions that I was helping to run.
3: Right. So
2: so I mean I uh, wanted to give
3: you a little bit of a background and kind of let you know who we were, and not just make it all about who you were. Uh, I think the <laughs> interviews work a little oh, bit but better that way. it is all about her. It's all. It about is, her. but. Oh. Um, <laughs> now talk to us about who some of your biggest inspirations. Oh yeah, were. Let's,
4: let's let's not talk about me first. What about me? Am I purple? Do I smell like? Am I, am I forgot I I about you. With
3: I'm sorry. Green
4: dots and smelly elephants, oh. or something. Like, oh my How did you get in wrestling? Yes. Well, okay. Um, my uh, When I was small, I can remember, okay, and, and Steve will be able to tell me what wrestlers because I always forget. I don't know why. I can remember when being over at my Aunt Catherine's at my Uncle Cliff's place for an afternoon and my uncle chasing me around the room the claw, the claw, i going to get you the claw. And Baron von
2: Rossky. Thank you.
4: Thank you. <laughs> that's that was all, that yes, that's <laughs> all that people need to know. Yes, that is all that people need to know. He's scary, motherfucker. Anyways, and so he used to chase here around the house, and he was bald. My uncle was also bald, okay? So then,
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: And he, so he had the face down and everything, the neck cords bulging, everything. Oh my God. It was awful, but great at the same time. But um, I didn't really start watching wrestling until I was about nine years old, and the first match I watched was Tio Santana and, and Randy Savage, and Savage took me into Continental. And then I became an enormous fan of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Enormous, like mm. enormous. But I also really, really loved, loved Roddy Piper. You don't even know. <laughs> I love that man. I love that man. Yeah, head to toe, love that man. But I was a big, I was a big Heart Foundation fan. I was a big Bruce the Barber Beefcake. And I kind of liked Valentine, but he didn't do as much to me as the Barber. Um, but I will say, and I don't care who knows it, I had a big crush on Jimmy mouth in the cell Okay, I don't know why, but I swear, I, I don't know why, I don't know why. But, yeah, I had the hugest crush. But, yeah, so, you know, and there, everybody used to make fun of me. Oh, you're still watching wrestling? I still get to say, oh, you're still watching wrestling? That's just so fake. I said, yeah? Really? Fake? You get in that ring. You know? And so tell them, but, you know, like. It, Yeah, just people just don't get it. It's it's, it's a passion. It's, it's, yeah, you know, it's our soap opera. Okay. So for this show, I'm known as the fan's perspective, and that's that's what I do. That's me. And also, um, I'm the referee of this show. Steve may be the dean of the reps and may be an actual referee, but I am the referee of this show. I'm the one that tells you not to talk over each other because if you do, nobody can hear you. Right. And that's (laughs) my job. That's my job.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Now, who were some of your earliest inspirations when you started watching, Shalandra?
5: Yeah, who'd you Hmm. like? Now, my timelines may be skewed um, because I was probably in, again, in elementary school, maybe middle school, when I last really got an update. But it was, I remember looking at Michelle McCool. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was somebody that just stood out to me mm-hmm. and Best Phoenix and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But so those are, like the the three that really stood out for me. And then I lost mm-hmm. Cable. And then eventually I got like yeah, one of the robbers of SmackDown. I think it I think it was two thousand six or two thousand seven, one of those. Um I got that game and that's when I was just like, Let me look at all these people, let me create my own people. But I would say those three <laughs> divas and then when I got back into it, it became Sasha, Asta, and Ember Moon.
3: Okay. I'm a big fan if of Ember moon. moon. Big, <laughs> big fan of Ember Moon. Uh I think oh, she's I, got I a I bright future. Mm-hmm. I think she's got a bright future ahead of her. I hope they uh you know, can find something to do either. with her. Yeah, yeah that's
4: not used her in a while.
3: Um, you know, that's that's that's, that's an original gimmick that, uh, you know I, don't know, I don't know who created it, but it's genius because it works and she fits mm-hmm. the role perfectly. Um, now it's up to WWE creative, as as Jericho would say, and I'm sure you've met him. Um, yeah. It's up to hopefully not bad creative with Ember Moon.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, I just wish they used her more. I think she's, yeah. well, allegedly she's injured at the moment, but I do right, know right. that You know, they just announced her school that she has now. And so maybe she's just taking time to kind of establish that as well. But it was a while that she was, I personally feel that she was just underused. But she's super talented. Mm -hmm. Same with Naomi. You know, before whatever happened, I, you know, I really look up to Naomi, but I couldn't look up Mm -hmm. to her on TV because she was rarely there. But super athletic and, and just amazing ring work. But yet we don't really see her. She's
4: amazing. <laughs> you yeah. If hot, if, no, if I'm, hot, I, 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 hey, I, I've got shoes that glow in the dark and change colors and everything too, just because of her. Anyways, um, I love her. You don't even know, okay? I, her, her song is in my playlist. Now, if I'm having one of those days, as I'm walking out the door, her intro is being played. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I love her so,
4: intro. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, and and that definitely, and that no, is definitely got to be got to be something. I mean, Amber and Naomi, you know, being a woman of color yourself, having having people within now. the industry that uh, you can that you can that you can look at and say, yes, I you know, I am I am in I am in this group. I am with I am in with these with these people. I mean, does you know? Does that does that ever kind of kind of cross your mind at all?
5: I mean, it does. It's scary to like really think about it, but it's something that we are faced with, you know. And it, as someone who's aspiring to be signed with a contract somewhere, you know, mm-hmm. before AEW even came out, it was WWE that I was aiming yep. for, and, and to right. see that happen, you know, to like of my favorites that happen to be women of color it makes me nervous like so what do I have to do in order to get a lot of those those title shots or how to be used like will I be underutilized like am I working my butt off just to be on there for two seconds and not be used like so all that goes through my head but one thing I just keep you know telling myself is that put the work in and then figure out the rest later and I pray Mm. that you know they get their shots and that I'll get my shot because at the end of the day yes (laughs) I may be a person of color, but I'm also Chalandra. There's yes, no yeah. other Chalandra out there. And right. I'm a human being. I'm a female. I work my butt off. I believe, you know, I have the same blood that's in everyone else. Maybe different blood mm-hmm. types, but the same <laughs> blood. Yeah. Right. So We're I all believe the same, same color. Exactly. I'm hoping that see, with time, I, that it? will change mm-hmm. so I Go wouldn't ahead. have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. See, that,
4: that reminds me of a conversation you're that a Vulcan, we had on but... this air. Yeah, in the blue green. But that reminds me of a conversation <laughs> that we had on air one night. We were talking about um, Hulk Hogan and Kamala's feud. And Hogan walked right up to Kamala in the back area and said, Brother, I'm making a killing off of this feud, and I owe it all to you, and I hope, I, I hope to hell and high water that you're making just as good as money as I am. And he wasn't. He wasn't even making half of what
3: Hogan was making. You know? Yeah, uh, that's that's the guy that I Makes got to me meet Ill. back in 2008. Yeah and, I mean,
4: yeah, and and also brings me. Um, I can't remember who who it was we had on air. It was, it was also a man of color, and he would he would call and try and get booked. And if he's not the first person we've heard of from either. He tries to. He'll be calling around, soon, trying to get booked, whatever. And I'm like, oh, we already have a black guy on our card. Yeah. i talk to us in a couple of months That is a thing still. You know?
3: Um, yeah. And I want to I mean, go, go back to.
4: Like, Sean, 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 Sean. Wait. And another thing, too. Have you ever heard the women are a novelty? Yeah. When you're trying to get folks. Oh, yeah. One guy came on our airspace one night and tried to try the women are a novelty crap mm. on this airspace. Yeah. And oh, that's Oh, my. Oh, God. Did, did I chew we we'll back that, to that in a minute, I, I that marrow smaller. Let me tell you.
3: Um, oh, huh. Kamala, Kamala, I met in 2008 and mm-hmm. I was actually supposed to manage him that night. Um, the promoter's sister was the financial backer and her and I didn't get along. So I didn't get to manage him. I actually ended up leaving before the show started, but I got to sit down with Kamala and I got to sit down with Coco beware. And you hear the stories from Kamala and Coco about how rough it was to be a guy mm-hmm. of color because the, I mean, look You go back and look at the NWA. You go back, yeah, that too. You go back and look at the NWA, and you look at WWF, which were 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 the two top companies in the 1980s. And Steve can Mm
1: -hmm. help
3: me with this. But you didn't Mm -hmm. have you had Hulk Hogan, and you had Ric Flair, and you had Dusty Rhodes, and you had Randy Savage. You did not have that guy of color that came
2: along until I believe Ron Simmons.
4: Mm-hmm. And then you had your special delivery Jones, right? right. There were right. Other, well, others as
2: well. Yeah, but those, but see, but those, those guys, those guys, your 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 SD Joneses, your yes. your junkyard dogs, um, your Iceman King Parks and that the
4: natural, were, the natural yeah butchered.
2: were were yeah you know, they were they were they were side they were side guys, you know mm-hmm. those. Except I mean You're Bill not... Watts was the okay. only guy who ever main-evented a person of color. He main evented the late great Ernie Ladd, he main evented the late great junkyard dog. Now, right. I mean, you know, I mean and and Bill Watts Bill Watts's note was is no civil rights pioneer. I mean, he used the no. word just bad as, <laughs> as as a lot of people. <laughs> But right. he was far enough to know his audience and know that, you know, hey, this will get over with them. And so he would, so he did it. Ooh, well, and and that's, and, so, and that's the thing. You, know, you hear the story from those time. guys,
3: and it's so heartbreaking because you're like, man, if this would have been – if you would have had a Junkyard Dog or a Coco Beware or even a Kamala – now, the, while the gimmicks may be cartoonish to today's land and time, if you had guys like that today, they would have made millions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I still I they still sit back and think, I still think about guys like Mark Henry that were with WWE just recently, and go, "Man, yeah. you know, Cena's making all this money, but what about Mark Henry? And he's been with yeah. the company since 1995. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's still." Wrestling in a lot of places, while AEW is trying to make it as fair as possible, is not fair in that aspect because you still have promoters that will go, well, I'm going to pay this white guy that's my top star more, and, well, this other guy's that's the disgusting. undercard guy, and I'm going to pay him less. And it shouldn't be like that. I mean, it really yeah. shouldn't. If you're in a main event to, spot, you should it. be getting like Kamala was with Hogan he should have gotten a, a big chunk of what Hogan, good majority of what Hogan was getting, and uh, at least around the same dollar amount, at least the same yeah. number of figures in the dollar amount, you know. Um, the other thing that was really hard to sit and watch was kind of the way that, uh, you know, Jazz was treated by WWF and Jacqueline oh, had yeah. a good career by WWF, okay. but Jan yeah. by no means had a good ten year with WWF when she was there, and it's like okay, so now we have women that you know are of color, and I worry about them because it's like man, you know, I, I love all these girls and I love watching them, but I don't. I think in 2019, uh, I'm a gay man myself. I don't. I think in 2019, it is the time to stop all of this sexism. Racism, mm-hmm. what ha- whatever you it's want coming. to call it, all hatred. the ism. all the hatred. Yeah, I agree. And I think that a company like AEW coming along and giving a guy like Sunny Kiss—I uh, don't know if she identifies as a guy or a girl. So if I got that confused, I apologize. Um,
4: I, but, I, I, I do believe she's
5: she's a trans female. Um,
3: Sunny so or Nyla? Yeah, Sunny
5: Kiss. Sunny. No, Sunny identifies male, I believe. I, okay. okay.
3: Yeah, well, um, yeah. you know,
5: all oh, boobs are almost as big as mine, honey. <laughs> and sunny, I got little just, boobies. Sunny, <laughs> oh, mean, uh, But she, Nyla identifies as a she. Sunny, yes. feel yes. is yes. masculine, just effeminate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we
5: like
4: to call what, what would we like to call on Toronto on um, fella girly, okay?
1: That's, that's <laughs> me. I'm,
4: I'm fella girly. I'm I, okay. I love my fashion. I love to paint my nails. Yeah, I, I love makeup and and boots and shoes and really cool clothes. But, uh oh, honey, I will scale that fence I'm faster than you. I may not be able to get all the way down on the other side, but, uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> I, think, I think it's great that, one Sonny, of the boys. <laughs> that Sonny Kiss is being able to be given a chance. And you had yeah. other uh, gay wrestlers that have come out like uh, Darren Young. And I think what they're doing with Nyla is great. The only little criticism that I have on Nyla is that I wish they would have told more of her backstory about being trans before they debuted yeah. her. Because I think that that I would agree. have gotten her a little bit more of an, in, uh, of an impact rather than just, here's Nyla Rose and nobody really understands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love just Nyla. People
4: don't understand. They don't, they don't understand when, it's, when, when a trans person is coming up. because I can, I can remember being on the streets and one of my friends who was trans I mean she even had a female birth certificate, everything and was still needs to stay in male hostels. Okay? And it it was it was rough. It was rough. Watching your friend walk out of where she lives with a black eye just because she chooses to be different.
5: You know, it, it's yeah, hard. wrestling like, is I, I, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and wrestling is is tough but it's a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. And I'm not saying that to excuse you know, where it used I'm to be, sure. where it's going. It was a different but it time. is a major blessing that it is progressively getting better. However, there's still just those unspoken things where you're kind of wondering. Like, I live in the South, and mm-hmm. I, it's been said quite a few times now. I haven't sat down with every promoter and asked them. But you know, sometimes you look at the cards and you see the same people, or you don't see certain people on there, or they're not pushing a certain way, and you have to wonder,
0: you know. Mm-hmm.
5: So, you know, some places are a little faster than others, but I just, I just want to make sure that I work my butt off to be desirable. I know like AEW had that whole thing of going from undeniable to un- like, wait, undesirable to undeniable, and that's right, right. my goal right now, like. I don't understand what everyone thinks. I don't know if every issue really boils down to race. You know, they may just not like like me or they may not think that I'm talented enough or, right. you know, and I'm not saying that personally because no one has, like, said anything like that to my face. But right. hopefully with the momentum of everything that's going on, people will just start booking people of no matter where you're from, no matter what you look like, because you can put on a good show or because you can do what they want you to do, tell the story, wrestle well. And I'm praying that we really move into that. And that's why I'm really thankful for AEW for just saying right. screw it to everything and giving people opportunities and and really showing that, hey, if they can put on a show, they, deser- they deserve a spot, not what gender, what ethnicity, not what they identify as with their pronouns, who they love, right. you know. Right, wrestling. Is wrestling. Now,
3: that. right. I want to get back to the uh, promoter that we had on that said wrestling, uh, women's wrestling was a sideshow attraction, and oh. they had to, They I almost talked, had to
4: mute me. They almost had to mute me. <laughs> back. I, oh I don't
5: agree.
3: Um, I did not yeah, agree Mike, with that. Do you sta- want to
5: hear my thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, yes, please. please.
5: <laughs> uh, well, it it just it still feels like that in some places, you know, like I um, was talking to uh, one of the shows that I was on, I was talking to one of the promoters and I'm like, Hey, you know, thank you for having me. I would love to come back. Um, You know, whatever store you have, it's great. And they made a comment saying, you know, it's just not as many women. And we, we only have like one women's match on each card. And in my head, I'm like, why does there only have to be one women's match? You know, or why does it have to be just like the same same women? You know, there's more, there are more of us here in the state of Georgia, and I do understand we're all on different levels, but, you know, as a wrestler, you can still tell many different stories, no matter what the experience level of the wrestler you're going against. And it it just shocks me, because that's not the only promoter that I've heard say that, and Mm -hmm. I just Mm. they have their reasons, and I'm not talking about them in particular, but that just started a spiral at one point because I'm like, why in the world does there always just have to be one? Or everyone has like 12 minutes in their match, and then here's the women's match and we got six.
2: Or they're I, just like... Bingo. Bingo. I can,
3: I can tell you uh, I had a card back booked for June 1st. There was some, Somebody sabotaged it. I'll just leave that story up for another day. Um, But I believe that the men should get as much time as the women, minus the main event. Now, you can ask Steve, I was not willing to let any of our matches go less than 10 minutes. I said, if I'm letting them go less than 10 minutes, there's no purpose in booking them, there's no purpose in paying them. I said, let them go out there and show what they've got to our audience Or let's not do it at all. Because, yes, I believe in squash matches. But I also believe that if you're going to pay somebody to bring them in and, you know, you need to get them over to your audience, you can't do it in three to six minutes. You need a good 10 to 12-minute match where they can go out there, they can work, they can tell the story, they can have a little bit of back and forth, and and be able to create magic in that range. I don't expect anybody to be able to go out there in five minutes and create magic.
5: I mean, I've mm. seen it done before, but it's, I like, have just too. Like, it doesn't mean the magic. You know, like yeah. right. It's, yeah. But it's it's just purpose. It's, I don't think that it's fair for a a promoter to just say you have six minutes, y'all have nine minutes, you have this and that, and you don't. Well, let me rephrase that. The promoter can do whatever they want and they right. have their vision, and, they, and they're and they the one that's paying everyone. But I feel like there needs to be a reason. Like, if you're giving me six minutes, it's because I have to hurry and do this one thing, someone's going to interrupt, or, you know, there's a reason for it, not just because, oh, it's a women's match and we want everybody else to have this time. So that's all I'm saying. Right. Like if, if this I... going to be cut, then it needs to be a reason, and not just because. Because I know sometimes there are guys I it. that are green, you know, and, right. and they have, like, a basic match, you know, five-minute match just so that people, they can get familiar in okay. front of an yeah. audience and people can get them. So I can understand that. But, oh, they're just girls. Let's just go ahead and give them six minutes. Really?
3: Oh, I've, I have been on shows. Believe you me. I have I have worked shows with women. I worked one with Mickey Knuckles, and the guy wanted her, wanted her and Jessie Bell in and out of the ring in like seven minutes. And I was like, uh, I, I, my mind was blown. I was like, you're going to give two guys that are not in the best shape. Don't really have the best gimmicks and really aren't that over more time than you're going to give two women with a lot of experience that could go out there and could be your main event. True. You know, I, I don't, I don't book that way. I try to book as equally as possible and there will be a day that I will book a women's main event. I'm not afraid to do it. You know, at one point in 2017, I had two women feuding and, uh, the dates just didn't work out with one of them, but we had set up, we were going to do a storyline where one of them ended in a a double disqualification. One of them ended in a time limit. One of them ended in a, uh, double count out and then bring it to this huge match that was gonna have no time limit, no count out, and no DQ. That's the way you build mm. a program. And yeah. people don't understand that. You know, I, I we were talking about this last night. There are so many cold gimmick matches that are done on some of these independent cards just for the sake of doing a gimmick match. And it's like why why do you do that? Why not have why not build to it so it means more? Because if I were to book you Shalandra and go, okay, I'm gonna have you in a in a jello match just for the shits and giggles sake of it. I think that would be offensive <laughs> to you. Not only yeah. that, but um I don't believe in that kind of style of booking. Now we've had promoters come on here and say that they're all about booking TNA and, and not booking talent, And I don't agree with that either.
5: Oh wow.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I yep. feel, Yeah. I just
5: personally feel I feel if if I, because, again, I don't want to make it to where I'm just, like, women should just, like, take over everything. But if I'm deserving of a spot or I'm deserving of the time limit, if I'm busting my butt and can put on better matches than some of the guys on the card, then treat me as such. Agreed. If I don't have the skill level, if I don't have the whatever, I completely understand. And I feel that way. Like, if women's matches is deserving of a main event, go ahead and give it. But, you know, I just. I'm working hard just like a lot of these guys are, and probably even harder. I know some guys, that don't even touch the gym, and they go out there and they do a match and almost risk the life of themselves or their their partner, and then they go home and do whatever and then come back on the weekend, but I'm in the gym. I'm looking at matches. I'm trying to get my psychology together. I'm traveling. I'm putting myself out there, putting in a lot of work that's just not in the ring, just for a promoter, like, well, we already have a women's card, or right. well, maybe if you come to the show, we'll see where we can put you. Or who are you? And I'm like, wait, there's Google. Oh my.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> so and that's that's that. another thing. Like, um, we have had we have had women come on here and tell us that promoters wouldn't book them unless they sent them nudes or wanted to sleep with them
5: yeah. or yeah. things
3: of that yeah. nature. And it's or like, that yep.
5: it. but I believe it. I hear the story, fortunately, that hasn't happened to me yet, but I've heard those stories. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is why yeah, we, we have see, been doing yeah, this I,
3: podcast I, seven years and see, the, some of the you. horror stories.
5: Yeah,
4: I'm telling you, if that ever happened to me, I've been looking at the promoter and saying, you know what? That's not what these knee pads are made for. And if you put that dick anywhere near my mouth, I'm biting my head off. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, have yeah. <laughs> you know? um,
3: yeah, we have also had promoters yeah. that have come on here and said that um, they don't believe in booking women at all. We've had a couple that have, mm-hmm. that have said that, and I'm like, oh my god, like And is-
4: yeah, and of course, you know, and before I open my mouth, I have got Sean and Steve saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> in our private chat, don't, do, don't do it. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Don't. We won't mute you, but don't do it. <laughs> <You>
1: know, um,
3: <laughs> each promoter can do what they wish. I believe women's wrestling draws. I believe in twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. women's wrestling draws. And well, I'm not
4: going to be okay. i not to be nasty. What what guy doesn't want to watch a, a
5: girl fight, especially okay. a skilled girl fight? Like yeah, a, exactly. Like they know what. They're, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I've heard that um, you know there was one show where. They booked the females match, but apparently it wasn't up to par with the promoter or whomever. And they didn't book women again. And I'm like, that's the Um, reason? Like, they're they're not the only women in the world. And Did you talk to them? Like, I don't think they ever spoke to them or anything. That also sounds like they're just making
4: excuses as to why. Yeah. That's what that sounds like.
5: could
4: be one itchy-bitchy little teeny-weeny little thing that they didn't like and nope. No my girl.
5: Yeah, it could be. Again, yeah. it's all Tuesday, right, Shalandra. If they're that dickish, dick <laughs> dick sure.
3: All right, Shalandra, Katie, Steve, we are at the top of the okay. hour. We are going to take our right, uh, five-minute song break. Shalandra, all you have to do is hang up and call the number right back, and it will carry over into hour hey. two for the second part of the Wait. interview. Play all me right. a rock
4: set tune. Play me a rock
3: set tune, dude. We did not get the rock set tune. I will have oh, promise oh. I will have it oh, next Thursday. Hello, you fool. I love you. You suck. Uh, we will be right back, <laughs> though, with more right. of Wrestling Authority Radio on the Evolution Radio Network with Ladies Night. Enjoy.
1: You make me vicious. Why should I make this pain my miss? Me, mischievous. I'll test you. 'Cause
2: Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory. Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event Arnold Zippel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a fans bring the steel cage parts match. Admission is just one dollar because that's all this crap is worth. That's crap wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there. Be there.
0: professional wrestling, entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional-grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticketed events in the area. Bringing the wrong promotion, not betting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training, aren't family friendly and perform so poorly you'll wish they'd returned to the backyard they came from burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again shutting out legitimate promoters and the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling will only go to WWE events if you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival don't get burned Check for credentials before you book. A public service announcement from the Nosebleed Seats. You can contact us on Facebook for more information. Central Illinois Pro Wrestling.
4: This is Crazy Ray Dotson. You listen to Graveyard Radio Network.
3: Alright, and we are back in some of those ads we definitely yeah. need to have up. And also
4: Bringing us to the show, Crazy Mary Dodson herself, otherwise known as Sarah Logan. That's yes. right. Our girl. Actually, no, screw y'all. My girl, who used to call in until everybody showed up just to talk to me. So, yeah. <laughs> My girl, Sarah Logan. I miss you,
0: baby. <laughs> um,
3: I'd like to welcome everybody back to Wrestling Authority Radio on the Evolution Radio Network live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio I once again and sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host,
2: the dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane.
4: There's a the reason why the show'll never be a bag of dicks. Katie, where's my lady of the night? Where is she? Is she here? She
2: is here. We are
3: back okay. with uh-huh. more of Ladies' Night Sandra. with Jolanda, <laughs> Rookie Royale, and uh, okay. we're going to get into some uh, more of your career in this part. Um, now. I also wanna note the fact that you're a singer and songwriter. You talked a little bit about mm. that before. Mm-hmm. Um, so how let me ask you this, and this is just a hypothesis, God willing it never happens. But okay. would your personal career be affected if you were to get injured in the ring? And so, and you weren't be able wouldn't be able to sing anymore?
5: Oh my gosh, that would that would like be horrible. I, I can only <laughs> see that happening if something's affecting my vocal cords or something. I'm not sure. But right.
3: Yeah. Right. hopefully
5: that won't happen.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we hope that. We just had don't, if, take me, just don't take up trust smoking.
3: Don't take
5: up
2: smoking and you'll be fine. It, trust me. It's it's not it's not fun. I uh, I I used to have a much uh, bigger vocal range than I do now until uh, <laughs> One until 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 one night when we do a spot where the guy ducks the kick, I take the kick, and unfortunately, wait, wait, instead, of, yes, the guy got me right in the throat instead of on the instead oh. of at the side of the face or on the shoulder, right dead in the Adam's apple. Oh,
1: Two hundred and twenty oh, wow. pounds
2: and a size fourteen oh. boot. Oh,
4: Mother Chucker! Oh,
2: oh! Damn. I I
3: remember I had a spot similar to that happen to me. I was in uh, I was in a match over in the over in Iowa, and uh, the guy called for a second clothesline from hell, and I'd already taken one, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to take another one." Fine, and uh, I should I should have rejected the move because he he literally caught me. Right in the middle of the throat. And I roll out of the ring and the, my boyfriend at the time came over and he's like, you're coughing up blood. I was oh. like, oh, this is not oh. good. Oh, no.
4: What ended up being a, an up with that?
3: Uh, luckily, it repaired on. itself. Luckily, oh, it repaired. What
4: was it? Did they
3: say? He, 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 they didn't say. They said he bruised it. They said he literally oh, bruised my throat.
5: God. Oh, wow. Uh.
3: Yeah, I was like, well, I was like, yeah, let's let's not take any more clotheslines from hell from that guy.
5: Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a huge fear. Something like that happened to me. For, fortunately, it wasn't that bad, but it was the first thing that I'm like, hmm, this could really be damaging. It was actually in training, and a girl mm. she threw a clothesline, she got me directly in the throat. And that's when I felt like my oh, life, yeah. like, flashed in the lights of the ceiling or something. Because I'm just like, no, my voice. Like, I felt like she was Ursula, like, just took my voice oh. away. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, and oh, I'm yeah. like, no. So, fortunately, I mean, I don't know <laughs> if anything's happened since then, but I can still sing. But I'm praying that it right. doesn't happen. But that is a fear in the back of my mind because I am short. And most people aren't used to working Shorter people. So uh-huh. when That's they how, show, mine. how short are you? They're uh-huh. like, I'm five yeah. feet even. Oh uh, yeah, really? I'm taller than you.
3: <laughs> that never I'm happened. Five, I'm
4: five. I'm five <laughs> foot one and a half. But my best friend, <gasps> will, one of my one of my friends, Bernadette, she's <laughs> four foot six and a half. So yeah, you're still taller oh, wow. than somebody. Yeah, but dog, <laughs> uh, you should check this out, okay? She's four foot six and a half, but she's got size G boobs. What the hell?
1: Do, we call her
5: kids with legs. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: not fair. It's
5: not fair. Okay. Um, <laughs> I okay. guess right now I could use, I could clear up some things too, like that yeah. kind of got me into like the pro wrestling. So Ooh. I'll try to make it quick. But like, I, um, I'm actually the first female Dusty Rhodes America Dream scholarship winner. And that oh kind of gosh. like, yeah, that wow. kind of catapulted me it's into weird. really believing that I can do this. So, I actually had a very fast timeline. Um, I was in Backyard Wrestling, I believe, like June of 2017. End of August of 2017, I could in the American Dream camp. Uh, and then I went in, and that's when I met Cody Rhodes for the first time. And Cody when he presented me with the award, he told me, hey, you're also going to be the singer at All In. So that's kind of how it all meshed together. Because along with the award of, like, the trophy, (laughs) we also got Bill Apter's book, and he signed it. And then we got, like, a year supply of, like, dynamitized, um, like, protein powder. But then... The male recipient and the female recipient also get something, but at the time I was in the wrestling game for like two seconds, so a Ring of try tryout or participate in the Mr. battle Bill royale Aptis. or whatever. Yeah, huh, uh-huh. and, and and you met Mister Bill after Yeah, but like yeah,
2: at that Bill. Time, Bill I wasn't is ready a Bill is, it, is like a, a long time friend. Isn't that book? Isn't that oh, book awesome. good?
5: Oh, it is, and it's pretty awesome. I just never thought like. And it's a good read, even multiple times. Like, you know, there's some Absolutely. books you read it and you put it down, yeah. but yeah. I can always go back to it because there's always something that I may have, like, read over fast. But it's, it's great to have for someone like me who literally just started it in the business and did it. Yeah. And my mind wasn't, like, tainted by the WWE or Ring of Honor or Impact. You know, like, Ooh-hoo. I was still fresh for right. anything.
3: Right, you know? right, Yeah. And that was um, really yeah. Good. Speaking of- – Speaking of Mr. Bill After, Mr. Bill After will be joining us on a Thursday night in the month of January. He's requested okay. a date to return to our oh, airway.
4: Okay, and and people, yes. you know that if you're going to be on this air, airspace, and we've actually called it the Mr. Bill After rule, there will be no swearing. Mr. Bill After will hang up, listening or not, on air or not, will hang up if there is. Fuck, fuck any fuck, fuck, fuck going on. Uh, yes. Okay? So there will be no swearing. Okay. A, a little bit of, oh, shit might come out of my mouth every once in a while, but that's about as much as Bill will ever hear out of me.
3: And I, that's, oh, that's, swear. and we've had Bill on multiple times. We're also looking mm-hmm. to bring you some other guests uh, that's coming out with a book in 2020. Uh, we're not going to say who, but the only hint we're going to give you is Ariba. Really? Yes.
4: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm okay. he, he was Okay. If, if we go back in, in earlier in the interview, the first wrestling match I ever watched, remember?
1: Savage? Mm-hmm. and
4: I'm not saying who. Do you get to know? No, I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> okay. Good good, um, good, good, good,
3: good, good. That's who. So <laughs> we are working on bringing you some more guests. And uh, we are pleased to announce that Steve Kane and I will be working harder to deliver a Ladies Month once a month. Uh, We kind of slacked off on this over the last couple months with everything that happened to me in June, Um, but we're Mm -hmm. going to be bringing it back in 2020. And we are going to, uh, Shalandra, you can send this invite out to any promoters that you may know, or any of our listeners may know. We are going to be bringing back the promoters round table in 2020. It was one of the most, it was one of the most, Uh, iconic podcast that we've ever done and we've done more than one of them but i will literally sit here with steve kane and take notes because you get so much knowledge shared and look i'm a promoter and i'm only 29 i've been doing this 17 years okay we've had promoters on here from uh well before before blog talk had issues we had uh who was the one that called that one time? Steve, wasn't it from Australia?
2: Yeah, Switzerland, no, Switzerland. Too. No, it was Switzerland. Oh, yeah. He called. He called from Switzerland. So, so we're so we're talking that he was up at two a.m. and stayed up until four a.m. to well, do Nigel. to do that oh. to do this show with us. And Nigel yes. McInnes. What time was he? Was up pretty late too. Well, well, no, no, not, no. Nigel, Nigel lives in Nigel lives in Cali.
3: Okay, uh, well, but,
0: <laughs> but we have
3: done some promoters roundtables, and we're going to be bringing back the trainers roundtable as well, because these are the kind of discussions that you're not going to get with any other podcast. These are real discussions with real people in the wrestling business that know their stuff, not just some average Joe off the street. Um, and that's no mm-hmm. disrespect to other people that do podcasts, but it comes with yeah, the experience mm-hmm. that this podcast has. Um, so mm-hmm. I wanted to bring that quick little announcement, really quick. And you know, I love Bill. After um, he's yes, got a good Bill. book, but you know, there, Corny, Cor- Jim Cornette. Say what you will about the man, but he's got some good books out there as well. I've read some of his books. Uh, one of the the what he's got some archives that I love to get my hands on, um, which are like old archives from St. Louis from like the 1900s to the 1950s. And you go back and do some research on that. Uh, I actually love to do wrestling research. I actually found out that where I live, wrestling has been in that we can find on record uh, since about the 1950s. And you go back and look at all of that history and you're like, my goodness, you know, to think of all the people that have passed through here. Um, so we're we're big on that. And yeah, I, I believe yeah. that sharing wrestling history, sharing information with other promoters or other trainers is important. Because Dream. at the end of the Dream. day, we're all trying to be in the same race and all trying to be successful. Um, yeah. there There are some promoters that we don't wish well because they don't know what they're doing. And it shows but we try to generally wish everybody the best that we can uh, within reason, because there are some of these promoters that are out there that don't know their head from their asses. And then you have things that crumble. happen. Uh, you know, we had to report uh, just a couple weeks ago, Shalandra, that the great Buddha almost ended up getting stiff
2: down at WrestleCain in the Carolinas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a whole big thing right there. I mean oh, you know, the I mean it because it involved um Sonny Ono who was a good friend of ours. Um yes. right. again, we've had we've I'll had Son, we've had Sonny on the show multiple times and that great guy. Love love that man to pieces and that. Mm-hmm. And and uh and he and Muda and Ultimo Dragon were already were're already there they they had to they had to take a flight on Thanksgiving to get to uh North Carolina for wrestlecade and then um oh you know, it then then comes then comes to the point where the guy that's supposed to be doing the money isn't show isn't showing up and all of this so so this so this other so the so the uh Main guy from uh, Russell Kate had to shell the money out of his pocket to pay Muda. Yes, and this is In after to,
3: this is after the uh, original people that booked Muda got a hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a piece for meet and greets and got like what did they say like ninety of them. Yeah,
2: something oh. like that. I mean, it, it was, it, I mean, it was like thirteen thousand dollars.
3: Yeah, worth of pre-show, you know people paying money to meet Muda and they don't have the money to pay Muda and it's like, oh, oh, this is this is bad. We've also covered some of the most uh, historic nightmares to go down in professional wrestling from hardcore road trip where guys were stranded in Canada and Canadians literally had to pay for them to be able to cross the border back into the United States to a disaster in Dudleyville with Arn Anderson and Mr. Wonderful Paul Warndog Orndorff almost taken the head off of a guy because he wrote the guy wrote him a check with his parents' checkbook and the check bounced. I mean, we oh have covered. God. Yeah, we have. You've only been in this business a short time, so you haven't heard all these stories. But there's, no. there's a lot, there's a <laughs> no, lot, there's no. a lot of. There's a lot of horror stories out there when it comes to the wrestling business. Um. Now or you
5: hear bits I, and pieces, like you don't hear them all, you know. Ooh, right. Come on here, hear um, the whole story.
3: <laughs> Now, what is your take on deathmatch wrestling? I, mean, I know you're with AEW, and they do have some guys that like that hardcore style. <laughs> what is your take on that?
5: On um, like hardcore matches? Yes. Yeah, like,
3: like I shows. would do that. Yeah, like hard. What okay,
4: so, wow. Okay, well, I'm thinking worried. So you're telling want... me that if I were to get in, the, okay, just over, out of a total fluke, that I could actually uh, have have the super uh Coordination to be a female wrestler, and I poured out a bag of tacks, You'd be like, "All right, I'm game." Yeah, I'm there with you, honey. Wow, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> just no I would, freaking like, white tools.
5: It's just—I mean, I that in backyard wrestling with white tubes yeah. and barbed wire no. and all this stuff. Now, grand, I didn't do all of it, but I'm not afraid of. Especially if it's like my job, like. I might be a little bit apprehensive on, like, the lower indie scene because I'm like, hey, doing this for 20 bucks or something. Like, no. But yeah. um, fortunately, I don't have to, like, worry about the 20 But still, like, if it's, like, let's say they're like, hey, we want to pull out a women's hardcore match on AEW, and they call me up. I'm like, I am definitely down for that. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have the AEW, but I'm not afraid of it. I feel like they just can't be overdone because, like, if – like, yeah, if they're doing one, like, every week or you see something go on every week or every two weeks, eventually you're just like, how is this person walking the next month? You know, it takes some of the mm-hmm. believability out of some of that stuff. Because it does hurt, but also kayfabe, you know?
3: <laughs> well, not only kayfabe, but adrenaline kicks in. You know, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, had somebody, I had somebody ask me one time how I could go out and bump on concrete like it was no problem. I'm like, well, one one of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to get injured doing it, or the adrenaline's going to kick in, and I'm not going to feel it till the next morning. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's, that's the way it is. People that yep. are exactly. not wrestlers do not understand the endurance nope. of pain that somebody that steps in that ring has. Oh, and
4: hold that's a kid, a- okay? I got a high threshold of pain. I had his sister three times my size. My gentleman had to be <laughs> pumping before she walked into that room. Okay. If I can take if I can take a shot okay, I've had men hit me too, when well, not, not not in a relationship you. I've had men hit me too and just tur- turn the other side of my jaw and say, yeah, can I can have another and not feel it until what, forty five minutes to an hour later. And the inside yeah. of my mouth is all nice and bruised and you can see the, the imprint of my teeth. It actually you know, like kinda of look like rosemary's uh, paint, but on the inside, purple and black.
1: Okay.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not even kidding. And then the person, and then somebody looks at me and says, uh, "You're aware that you're a woman, right?" And you go, "Shh, don't tell anybody."
3: Like, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A well, I, I, I
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I delivered, I delivered a neck breaker one time on a hardwood gym floor. Wow. Oh, the, guy gave, the, guy gave, hardwood, the guy but, gave. Yeah. The, 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 the cue was supposed to happen in the ring. He gives me the cue out on the floor. And it's like, oh. okay, here we go. So I give him the boot, lock him, turn him, drop mm. him. There was like dead silence for a second. And then and then the audience just went absolutely bananas.
4: Oh, God. Uh. No, man. I've smashed my head off like a brand-new gym floor, okay? And it's freshly shined up and everything. I felt my head squish. It wasn't that. Nice. Oh. Uh-huh. It sucks. But no,
5: seriously. Like, okay. if, if they asked me to do it, I I would. But it's not something that I would just do like yeah, every not on weekend. My
4: head. Not on my head. Don't <laughs> drop me on my head. Jen. No. But I have a lot of respect for people that can
5: do them. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Um, well, I have talked a lot tonight, and it's because Katie wanted me to. <laughs> Sometimes I get shy, <laughs> so I am going to let Katie and Steve uh, conduct the rest of this interview for right now. No. Oh, bullshit. Okay. Okay
4: more
3: than you need bugger.
4: So, yeah. so I don't know where you think you're going. You're staying here and you're talking just as much as you're always talking. You take football full, full part. What I tell you, man. I'm
3: taking a I'm taking oh, a ten minute break. I'm letting you and Steve talk. I'll okay. just sit back <laughs> and listen.
4: He's gonna go smoke a
3: bomb.
2: Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. So all right, we got we've got it we gotta talk the inevitable. Ribs and road stories. Now like you say, you just Woo, you know yeah. you, you just had a you've just had a small cup of coffee in this business, but I'm sure you are at least familiar with one or two good ribs or road stories. So, you know, and, and our show is like, our show, our show is you name names. If they're guilty, you name them, name them (laughs) and blame them. You know, and so, shame them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. So. You know what have I mean? Because especially, yeah, you've, you know, you've been now with, with the, uh, you know, with some of the, with some of the big crew and that. Um, what's you know, what's a, what's a, what's anything good that you can that you can uh, tell us that uh, you've seen or fallen victim to.
5: I don't know uh i don't I think my scent has been pretty boring. I don't know like like what type of stuff are am I looking into? you gotta help me out I'm a little slow practical joke
2: oh yeah, let's see right, yeah, like, uh, either you like people or like, people, another like people taping yeah like people taping taping uh guys' bags uh shut and up on a and up on a pipe in the ceiling, stuff like that.
5: <laughs> Believe it or not, I haven't fallen prey to any of that. I haven't seen anyone fall prey to any of that, not on the indie scene nor at AEW.
2: I am wow. surprised
5: because I would I know right now that I'm thinking about like I mean I, yeah I, I mean
2: especially considering I mean considering the Bucks and Kenny and and Cody I would I would think I would think that there'd mm-hmm. be you know. And 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 MJF, I mean, you would think that there's you know, gotta be there's gotta be ribs going all over the place. Oh my god. MJF well, I'm
5: not a part of the inner circle. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah. Well then
4: you're gonna have to go prank somebody something serious or something.
5: Okay. You gotta I do probably something. need to go do something. But no, yeah, like, if something. they do it's like within <laughs> it's within their crew. I I haven't like witnessed it. And fortunately, I've been blessed to be, like, in locker rooms where the atmosphere is really good. Like, AEW Women's Locker Room, totally amazing. You know, if anyone has any ego, if anyone has any beef with anyone, you wouldn't know. Um, everyone handles everything maturely. And even from, like, my first time being there at All In or my second time being there at All Out to, like, my third time being there at um, Dynamite just it's been very pleasant it's been a very pleasant experience and that's something that motivated me because I want to also be able to do that as well to upcomers like create a good nice competitive but nice atmosphere so I don't know what it was like back in the day (laughs) (laughs) and it's also a new company too though it's a new company where there's a lot of women that have come from all over the indie scene all over the former professional scene current professional scene and everyone's there to make this product great so their focus probably isn't giving someone else a hard time or pranking someone else Mm -hmm. or establishing a hierarchy so that could also be a thing too that's just not on their mind right now
3: well that's that's a very that's a very good point i know uh I'm, I'm going to tell this, and it's probably one of the most disgusting ribs that I've ever heard, but we had a guy uh, that came on here and told the story of about, about a guy that was hauling the ring that was giving the boys a hard time and really a lot of flack. So one of the boys decided they were going to go take a bag and collect dog shit and <gasps> smear it in this guy's vent, and the guy had to pull over every 20 miles, hauling the ring to the next town because he couldn't stand the smell. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some <laughs> real pranksters in the wrestling business. Yeah, even on the indie oh, level. Yeah. We, we, we talked. Uh, we talked just before you came on the air about the the rib that Owen Hart played on Renee over at the oh, Vatican.
2: God. And
5: oh,
2: uh, wait, I would you oh, like yeah. to hear the story again?
5: Yeah. Okay, go class. ahead
2: and tell it again, Steve. Share with the class? Okay. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. I. This, I got the story through good good friend of mine, Tatanka, and I found out about it after, after um, Owen tragically passed away. Um, this, was, uh, this was on a, a WWF tour of Europe, and, and, uh, and the late Rene Goulet was, uh, was the agent that was uh, with them. And they were inside the Vatican, they were do they were doing a, a tour of the Vatican so Uh-oh. while they were there they posed for a group photo Uh-oh. Owen got next to got next to Rene Goulet and lifted his wallet oh yeah now Mom? now yeah rene he wants he re, in the Vatican yes yeah yeah this yeah this isn't, this this isn't in the holy city some, yeah, in the Holy City, right, right, in Rome. <laughs> and here is here is Rene Goulet going, who stole my effing wallet? Somebody. Okay, okay wallet. wait, 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 wait. Who stole my fucking wallet? Where's my
4: effing my fucking wallet?
2: <laughs> in the middle of the Vatican, the man is using that word. <laughs> That's okay. We're
4: setting up tables for my grandmother's wake and we're in the, in the basement of the church with all my grandmother's church friends and everything else, and I look at my mom and I say, Mom, what the fuck you want me to do with these ribbons? In front of the pastor and everything. I, my mom just looks at me, she goes, it's just like every Sunday dinner. You know, it's the only words your grandmother hates, and every single time. Just <laughs> got to be different, don't ya? <laughs> you know? But yeah, i like, <laughs> screwed it up. I totally screwed it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I'd meet the Pope and I'd be like, yeah, it's really good. It's really nice meeting you. <laughs> uh-huh, it's a nice fucking place out here. <laughs> Something like that. You know?
3: Those are some of the ribs and there's road stories. I came
4: here twice. Okay.
3: Uh, oh, yeah. There's some oh, of the ribs yeah. and road I mean, stories that we've, that oh, we've heard. I'm not a good girl. Um, there there was another one that B. Brian Blair told about Andre. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Which and one? the one about sure the cooler full of the, – the, the, one, the one about the cooler with the – it might have been me, Brian Blair. It might have been somebody else.
2: Yep. But anyway,
3: it was no, about the that cooler. No, was, that was
2: Brian. That was Brian Blair. Okay. Yeah, they had, they had the, oh, yeah, they had the booze That's cooler and husband. the pee cooler. The,
5: the what?
3: The pee cooler. This was back mm-hmm. in the days of Andre the Giant when they didn't fly everybody around before they had the Jets. So they were driving, and uh, Dusty is driving, and ends up with urine all over, and because uh,
2: uh,
3: something happened with Andre, and they hit, Andre still it. They
2: hit a bump. They hit a bump, and the and the pee cooler spilled all over Dusty.
4: <laughs> oh. oh, my God! I thought everybody had like a. You need to tell me. I mean, shit. When we do road trips, everybody gets their own personal cup or jug with a. With or something.
3: Well, this you got to remember this
2: would have been it's early wrong.
4: 1980. It's just—it's so. Oh, nice yeah, back.
2: and they were driving. And they were key. driving. They were driving four to six hours one way at night. Oh, I know. After having, not, and, and, okay, after having yeah, done, and, after having done a two-hour show.
4: And drank a bunch of beers and beers and beers. Man, once yeah. the pee you break the seal, and you're still, you're going. It don't matter. Yep. <laughs> I don't drink beer, but, yeah, I drink, I, I'm a whiskey girl and wine girl, but, yeah, I know all about breaking the seal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Oh,
2: yeah. Go ahead. Oh, my God, I just, oh, I just I thought care, of one. Right. Oh, Lord. I, oh, Lord. I, I just thought, oh,
1: okay,
2: I just, oh, I just, I just thought, I just thought of one that happened at, uh, at one of our, at one of our shows. Well. One of the, another one of the promotions I ran um we had where where we where we had our shows at um, our our washrooms were at the were at the front of the building and of course you know the talent didn't the talent didn't mix in with the fans once the once the show started and one of our guys had to go so he went over in the corner and he peed in an empty monster can and somebody almost grabbed it and drank ah. from it. <laughs> oh,
1: my.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my Wors- 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 oh, I, really caught so- him I in got time. one for you.
4: <laughs> I got one for you. I got one for you, okay? I I have, I have some friends that are kind of jerks, too. Surprise, surprise. Okay? We were drinking champagne the night before. Of course, it was New Year's and, and all that good stuff, right? And well, one of our friends was coming over, and we ran out of champagne. I didn't know. I didn't know Brian did this, but he decided he was gonna pull out pee in a bottle of champagne and and and, and, and feed it to the guy. Um, yeah, and, and the guy drank down like half the bottle, and and then that, it got whispered in my ear, and I spit, I spit the the rye I was drinking. I just took a shot of rye and I spit it. I was just like.
1: Oh, oh my, my God. God! You guys
4: are just wrong. You guys are just wrong because you just did it. So of course there's still bubbles on the top of it and everything else. And you know, the, that head like the beer that it leaves and you know and it, yeah and why is it warm? That's... And I'm just like, oh my God, you did it. Oh don't no, God! Oh, oh you did not. <laughs> okay. Like, oh my
2: God. Yeah. That is like the 1980s movie, Hollywood Nights. Oh Lord. I just saw I just thought of that one. Oh my gosh. Hmm? That you don't yeah, you don't you don't wanna you don't wanna watch that movie. It Hollywood A Nights movie American okay, Hollywood. Hollywood Nights. Hollywood Nights was okay. American Pie before anybody came up with the idea to write American Pie. Now <laughs> I
5: have to see it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Now now I got now I got now I got to look up who was who was in that one because that um I, I think Judge Reinhold was was in that um
5: He said it's called Hollywood Night.
2: Yeah, Hollywood Night. I got to yeah, here we go. Okay. Yep. I got it. Here we go. I'm going to Now I just now I just have to pull this pull this thing up, cause, is it man. nice as a
5: shiny armor
2: yes or is okay yes yeah it's a yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a uh it's a uh, it's a comedy oh yeah that's right, oh my gosh i had forgotten that uh he was that he was in this set um yeah, yeah it was robert wall okay uh, All right. robert wall tony danza and Fran mm-hmm. Drescher are probably okay. the and what the big, the, it? huh? And what was the name of the movie? The Hollywood, the Hollywood Nights.
4: Okay. And, and Fran Drescher with, with that voice was in. Cool. I don't care what anybody says. I love that woman, but
2: yeah, that
4: voice. It, 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 yeah. It's not yeah. It takes, it <laughs> takes
2: place. It takes place on Halloween <laughs> night, 1965.
4: Kate, I'm sorry. All right. All right. This might be the the Marijuana talking for a moment, but I I, I like women and all. I don't care what anybody thinks. I I could never have sex with her. I'd have to ball gag her. I, 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 I don't know, man. I don't know. She's aging well. I love her. She's hot. I, I mean, she's got beautiful eyes, and I, I'm just going to shut up right there. Yeah.
2: But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer I do I,
4: I don't think I could. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 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 anyway,
3: <laughs> we're going to get back to wrestling. Fight
4: that pillow, bitch. Anyway, yeah, let's get back to wrestling. No more Fran's dresser. Even though she's hot and snappy dresser. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 Never mind.
1: Yeah, my husband
4: is the same thing as me, but worse. But okay, we've had an actual pull-out, <laughs> twenty-minute-long discussion on Fran Drescher. Okay, and that—that that subject, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Next, uh, will I sit here and blush? Will I sit here and go ahead, blush? Steve? Well,
2: oh, my gosh! Well, now, I know I'm blushing. Yeah, I know now, I am. See, now I'm it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Katie's face is turning as red as her hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah,
4: I, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a strawberry blonde, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh,
2: just, well, yeah, you know I, what? I I know hell, yeah, you've got you've got a lot of you've got you've got connections with kid. people who who have been on this on this uh, show before. Um, oh, oh sure for does. One of your trainer one of your trainers was uh, Ray Lloyd. Yeah. Who, yeah. Talk talk to it. Talk to us about training with Ray because. I'm sure. I'm sure that. Ha- I'm sure that had to have been really, really a whole kick to have to have oh, a yeah. WCW I guy train, training again.
5: Yeah, I still train with him. Like he's awesome. The different trainers offer different things, so we have okay. two main trainers there. We have QT Marshall and we have um, Glacier <laughs> Ray Lloyd. And what he offers is so much experience. He has so Mm -hmm. many stories, and, of course, he has that extra stuff, like why you're doing moves, like the psychology behind them, like why you're doing it, what makes certain movements make the whole spot look amazing, the purpose Mm -hmm. of a move, and you hear people talk about that, but he has a really good way of breaking it down, so training with him gives you a lot of insight and he's a talker. He admits it himself. <laughs> so <laughs> you get a lot of history lessons. But that really helps, in, especially in today's wrestling, where you see a lot of people do a whole bunch of flippy stuff. It's just flippy stuff, mm-hmm. spot, spot, spot. But storytelling isn't as much, isn't right. there for some people as it once was. And he helps us Incorporate that into all the crazy stuff that we want to do. But he helps bring the purpose of while you're wrestling. So he's he's who I got this from. Whenever I go meet my opponent, and I, the first question I ask, other than, like, how are they, you know, introduce myself, is what story are we going to, going to tell? Like, what is, what is the story? And he's really good at that. He's really good at making you feel like, a wrestler and not just someone who's trying to wrestle.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's so funny the because you that you mentioned that. Um before I actually made my in ring debut, um I was uh, when uh I was that when I was working on one of the uh, big uh Wendy City shows we had the late mm-hmm. great Jim the Anvil Nightheart on. And oh so they so he was part of a he was part of the main event which was going to be a tag team match and so we had the wrestlers plus managers and that so he gets everybody together and he sits down and I will always remember this jim looks at jim looks at, at everybody and he says okay gentlemen let's tell our story and then yeah. they start then they start to work the worth the concept of the match out. And mm-hmm. that has that has always always stuck with me. Oh. Uh, this is this she, is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell a story.
5: Exactly. Go ahead. And it's it's incredible to hear his story because how he tells it, you know, he was an older guy when he entered, so he really had to prove himself. And yep from his perspective, he really can show you how to really work hard to get seen or to work hard to stay relevant or to stay in the business to compete because he was considered an underdog. He said, you know, like he was considered like um, someone that they counted out. Like they didn't take him as serious because he was, you know, older in it and um, him and his crew (laughs) and, He really had to bust his butt twice as hard, and so that's something that he instills in us as well. He's like, hey, a lot of us, the truth of the matter is, yes, a lot of us have youth on our side, or we might have a look, or we might have certain opportunities that we can um, capitalize on at any time. However, looks aren't always going to get you somewhere. Sometimes injuries may happen. Or there's someone younger, faster, better than you that's going to come in and fill the spotlight. So what are you going to do to make sure that you still get your check or you still get noticed or you don't let that mentally tear you apart and thus you self-destruct? And he's a prime example of putting in that work no matter who's younger, who's faster, who's whatever. And he's really motivating in that. And he helps us stay grounded by saying, hey, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you may not mm-hmm. be the freshest. You may not be the most <laughs> talented. But what are you gonna do?
4: Exactly what you yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And then you've also you've also worked a couple of uh um people who have been who have been guests of our show. Um you were you recently uh wrestled um Casey Dillon. mm
1: mm-hmm. oh
2: now yeah, so um, nice. we'll talk talk let's uh, talk about that one first and then and then uh we'll talk about the other one that uh you did recently just in the last few weeks.
5: Okay. K C Dylan is awesome. Like I know that's like my go to word, but really <laughs> okay, hey,
4: it's a good one. I like a maze balls myself, but hey, <laughs> <laughs>
5: But trust me, I am someone that will be honest. If it was not a pleasurable experience, I will not lie. I'll just have a different (laughs) adjective. But (laughs) um, working Casey was really informative because I I get nervous. Even when I sing, when I wrestle, I get super nervous. Yeah. And (laughs) and to be honest. They're on the indie level, at least where I am in... Because I've worked people that are, like, at the top, and i work people that are on the basic indie level. And I don't get to do as much sometimes with, like, what I know. Because, mm-hmm. like, when I train, I train with guys a lot. That's why I love intergender matches. Yeah. Because they can take mm-hmm. a lot of the moves that some women on the indie scene they don't take. And I'm not mad, and I'm not trying to, like... Dig at um, some of the women wrestlers because everyone has their thing that they're good at. But That's we all right. know that sometimes women are not women in general, but like on this indie, on this basic indie scene, because there are different levels. On the basic indie scene, you're not going to take too many girls take tornado DDTs or springboard crossbodies or Ranas out of nowhere or code reds and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you have women that will, but wrestling Casey was like a breath of fresh air because everything that I wanted to do, she was just like, yeah, if you know how to set up, if you, the only thing that was disappointing is that we didn't get to like do ring work together before we had the match because I think we could have done even more, but because of certain circumstances, we didn't want to go crazy, but Mm she took care of me. She talked to me. She didn't, you know, shoot on me or anything. We remembered stuff. Like, we had a great match to where I'm just like, I can do this. And then she gave me some advice um, because she has been wrestling a lot longer than I have. So that's one thing that I do is regardless of what shows I've been on and who I've wrestled, I still pay respect to people who have been in the business for a longer time because they have a lot of experience. So I always like to sit and just listen to what they have to say, listen to whatever critiques. And she had amazing and valid critiques that I, like, Just little things, but they still help me. And she gave me a lot more confidence than I had going into that. So not only did I walk out with a win, I walked out with new knowledge and a new sense of self.
2: Wow. That's that's impressive. That's impressive to hear that. And the other person that, uh, because I actually sat and watched this one uh, earlier today from... uh, just a few weeks back, somebody who has uh, been a regular guest of ours uh, numerous times, and uh, that's uh, Stormy Lee. Stormy and Lee, <laughs> I, oh, loved, I love, Stormy. I love that, I love that match. I am going to tell you right now, I, I loved that match. I would have liked to have seen whatever was going on on the side of the. Uh, on the floor at that one point, but I know obviously, you know, they were shooting with one camera, but, uh, but nice. the rest of it uh, was really well done. So yeah. Talk, talk about working with Stormy.
5: That was, that was different as well because she comes from like a different era also, or like her training is much different, is much more old school. And and that one, it was it was a matter of, hey, let's get it done. Um, so the only challenge was just for me because I was actually injured.
1: Other people didn't know, but
5: I actually had, like, a small injury. Like, the previous night I worked a show, and I got stomped, <laughs> like, really stomped. So my ribs were really hurt. So I could oh. do as much as I wanted to. yeah. And and I took That's a tough. lot of heat in that match at Stormy League too. So needless to say, I, I walked out feeling feeling pretty hurt. <laughs> so I didn't get to I didn't get to showcase like everything that I could do in that match. But at the at the same time it's the role that you, you play. Like they didn't book me to go and do all the crazy stuff. I was there to do what I needed to do to make Stormy look good. So mm-hmm. did she look good?
2: Yes, she did. She
5: did. Damn yes, sorry. she did.
2: There you go. There you go. Well hey, but I mean you you got you know you, you got your you got your points across in there as well, man. So it's uh that's even more impressive that uh you were able to do what you did with uh with being hurt like that. So uh hey, kudos to you for you know getting through getting through that.
5: Yeah.
2: Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, uh, know, it was actually my first time. Mhm. Sorry. Oh, really?
5: No, it was it was just my first time having to wrestle through like a upper body type. Okay. Pain
2: because you
5: you know, it's common like your knee, your ankle, your leg, your shin, right. something like that. But that was the first time and like how my my top is made was just squeezing it. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, is this is what it really is?" So now I know I can do it. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh man wow, bravo, bravo so, I think so. all right yeah, I think so. yeah. Like
4: gotta get open dry and dry and dry
2: yeah I love me something. So. oh <laughs> man, so all right, so let's so let's, right. so let's go let's go with let's go with this one who is the person? Right now that you most want to work with in the ring who do who do you you know who, yeah. is, who is that who is that dream opponent that you want that you wanna be standing across the ring from here anytime you know yeah. in the next That's in the next a, year question. in the next couple of years <laughs> whatever it may be
5: I have, I have two but my first one before this second one formed, this first one is going to sound like totally left field, but my dream match would be against Sasha Banks.
4: <gasps>
5: and what color hair do you want her
4: to have when you wrestle her?
5: Blue. Yes. That's my
4: favorite. Color. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love, I, I love it really she was called to a, a blue haired little weirdo. I was like, Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> And it's I strange because it. it's, like, she's not, like, my favorite, favorite wrestler. Because, of course, I've named people like Ember Moon and Oscar. Like, I would love to work them. Mm. But for her character. What about, Becky? What about I, Becky? Of course, I would love to work Becky. Oh, yeah. Because I want I'm
1: that
4: worker. either slash character. That would be me, okay? I would be, like, a mix <laughs> between Becky Lynch and Jordan Grace with a huge, smattering of oh. rosemary. Okay. okay. Like... I love me <laughs> some Jordan Grace, okay? Because like, well, I'm not exactly skinny. I'm not exactly as thick as Jordan, I'm, and I don't have her butt or a boobs. But I mean, like, I, I think I think it'd be as fierce as her and as crazy as Rosemary. And just yeah, and she's the Irish. Strong. Yeah, and I'm Irish too, right? So oh yeah, she's strong. Okay. So, yeah, yeah Jordan. Happy, she's actually she a really
5: nice person too, and yeah. a good worker. Yeah, I met she her is. at All
4: In. hmm I met her in the summer. I met her in the summertime. Um, I met Rosemary that day too, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. just an absolute sweetheart. And I said to her, I "Go, you're not <laughs> going to remember this," and but I have, <laughs> interv- I have interviewed you, and she just looked at me and says, "I'm chaotic, Katie from PWR Slam," and she said "She says, honey, I'm sorry, I do so many podcasts." I go, "You know what? Thanks for not paying me, pay me any lip service," and just she is like the camera does not do her justice. She is beautiful inside and out. She's all. Oh.
2: True, yes, I yeah. agree. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Gorgeous. yeah. What? I mean, That's and you talk about Lynn, okay? I mean, when she when she hiked Brian Cage up I over her it. shoulders. I know. What? Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like. I got excited. Oh, you freaking kidding me. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, and I, and, <clears throat> I mean. I mean, I'd watched her before we interviewed her. I knew, you know, yeah. what she Same. had as far as ability goes. But and then really I like see her choice. do that, and I'm like, holy crap, you know? Yeah. I was, like, beyond. I feel like impressed. people
5: don't talk about that. Like, that, like people totally underplay that. I'm like, do they not remember that she totally picked up this band?
2: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, come on, that is 275 pounds straight up of, y'all, you know, of bulk and muscle. And she did that. Now I'm I just have, like. Super impressed. Uh,
5: but I have this yeah. goal too. Like I know, again, when I mentioned Sasha, it's totally like not what people expect for me because I love working powerhouses. But for me, I feel like I could tell a really good story. Like, She's really good at character. She's really good at telling story. I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for that because she's smaller than a lot of them. But mm. she is a freaking good character. I feel like she's an incredible heel. I would love to work her. I would love to be the baby face. But I love working women that are huge. Like, I would love to work Nyla. I just mm. like like Nyla, Awesome Khan, heck, Jordan, Grace. I would love to work her. What about Nyla? What
1: about Nyla? Come on now.
5: Oh, yeah, but, this is the, but this is the thing, though. Like, I mean, I would like to work her too, but like, I feel like she's like completely over now. You know, like these the people that I've been naming, like they, well, two of them at least are with AEW, so of course it seems more like plausible. <laughs> and right, um, Jordan, I just always just wanted to work her on the Indies in general. Awesome Kong is someone that I grew up. Watching as a child, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there is someone of color on television that doesn't look like a supermodel that is mm-hmm. actually wrestling. Because her versus Gail Kim, love it, I love it, and I'm like, I want to face them. So I don't have anything against Nia Jax, it's just I hadn't thought about like facing her, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, but I definitely, I definitely like what you're saying about Awesome Kong. I mean, uh great great gal great um great performer and that um mm-hmm. i i definitely i'm i'm wait i'm waiting to see how much farther they're going to go on this gimmick with the you know with the with the uh hair bit because what because what it what it reminded me of is actually goes back to american history um and the and and the uh and the native warriors back in the day and mm-hmm. this is and this is not a swipe, it's just it's a, it's an it's an actual fact. Uh the native warriors back in the day used to wear belts and on the belts were the scalps of the people ears. that they that they killed. And oh, so what, so oh, what they're, those. so what they're doing, Guess what I they're doing years. with oh. too. No, no. Well, uh, this yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah I know, but Katie, years Katie, too. Katie, Katie, my time, my time. I
1: don't
2: okay. The ref is speaking. <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> what that matters God, on Lady nice. Tonight? <laughs> what that matters on Lady Tonight? Your powers have no pull here. I am the ref on this show, but go ahead. Ding, 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 <laughs>
2: you're but anyway, I'm just—I mean, it's like it's like she's—it's like she's collecting a belt of the hair of the various of these of yes. these various women. Yes, I love that one. Uh, and I'm I just—I just—I'm wait—I'm waiting to see. And of course, obviously, the video that uh, aired last night, where they where they had their their first uh, disciple, and that. And then and then Brandy goes down and kisses the forehead of uh-huh. somebody that we don't know who that is yet. Yeah, last
5: night. Yeah, because yeah,
1: okay.
2: at first I, I
5: was I, like, is that Arne it, Anderson? It.
2: But I, I
1: didn't
4: know. <laughs> and, and, and I, I mean, have a bald have head fetish. Okay, I have a bald head fetish, so like, like this is all just... <laughs> I, I, um, I, I, I will get. Her. I will. I will get a passport, and I will let you shave my beautiful long ginger hair. But yeah, I
3: we, I have an idea <laughs> of who it is. Oh, God, yes. Who do you
4: think uh, it is?
3: I think it's Kevin Sullivan.
4: be <gasps> well. Is it is it somebody I cannot... that I don't know about, or somebody that is already existing? Uh, is what I'm I'm thinking. Cause I, think it's Kevin, very, I think it's
3: Kevin I think it's Kevin Sullivan. It would it would fit angel? into his it's not the fallen angel. It's okay. somebody older than the fallen angel. That's why I think it's Kevin Sullivan and it would fit angel. his demeanor to a
2: T. E. I mean, he's got he's And, got and, and the is the he on He's and the impact. head and the head, was, and, the, and the head was bigger and the head it was would. bigger than Danny's too. So, yeah, he's
4: got a nice shape to it. Good size.
2: That, <laughs> that that I you, a know, head you, head know, head. you know Sean that that actually that actually makes a lot of sense.
3: That I think it's Kevin Sullivan. Sense. I really do, I and have... I and I pray it is because that guy, if they let him just have control, creative control over that little stable. My God, we're going to have some compelling television to watch from AEW but, in 2020.
4: But isn't and he... is that what I really want? Is isn't he on Impact right now? Backstage?
3: Who, Impact. Kevin Sullivan? No.
4: Yeah, I thought he was. I thought it was Human Dreamer in the back. I don't
1: know.
3: I will uh, no, check. Uh, you guys...
5: <laughs> no, check. he's Did not with check, Impact. Check, I check,
3: got it. You, you just
5: never, never know. know.
3: You no, he was know. with Ring of Honor from 2016 <laughs> yeah. to 2017. Okay,
4: gotcha. well, you guys give me so much information. I feel like Kelly Bunny. You Give me anything more. It's going to push some good stuff out. Okay? Like, <laughs>
3: come on. <laughs> Thank you for the uh, that I, <laughs> you know, with all of the history that Kevin <clears throat> Sullivan has with Dusty Rhodes and the Rhodes family, I think this is a very strong possibility.
5: That would make a lot of sense.
2: That would actually and con- be good. And yeah, I yeah. mean and let us and let's con- consider. Sean Spears' manager is Tully Blanchard. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, I you did see, not appreciate you what see I t- DDP the
4: in there. The, yeah, DDP. Arn I Anderson, love. I loved,
2: I, yeah, Warren Anderson chased Tully Blanchard to mm-hmm. to the back at Double or Nothing. And my then last eyes?
4: night it was
3: all tied up and shit. Well, that was cuz right. Joey G- Joey Nutella or Joey Janella.
5: Joey Janella. I like Joey Nutella.
2: Joey Nutella. now this is the, the one that my brother and says. Speaking it is. of Joey, hold on. Time,
3: hold on, see. Yeah, at you, at time, we have another, another time.
2: Time. last night? Holy crap.
3: Yeah, that was really? some good stuff. Okay, my brother says it's somebody other than Kevin Sullivan. Are you ready for this?
2: Get me okay. ready.
3: He says it's going to be the ultimate betrayal. It's going to be Dustin. What? No,
2: no. no because I the top you know of the what? Head,
4: the top you know what? Da- hold on a second. Okay, hold on a second. I, oh, I'm going to agree with Steve. Steve's probably going the same route. I'm going. I know the shape of that man's head. Okay? His head is longer and thinner. That guy's head was a little shorter, okay? Yeah, it, it was uh, shorter. His cranium was not as long as Dustin's. Yeah. I love bald that's, head. That's, Dustin's like head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're talking about Dustin's head. This just does not sound
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's I'm another possibility. I would hope that yeah. it's Kevin Sullivan. That, that is my personal hope. But I could see it being Dustin. You know, we haven't seen a lot of him lately ever since. You know uh, a lot of him and Cody lately, and we've been seeing him attack went, uh, the he inner went, circle. He went,
2: on, he went, yeah, I gotta say, he attacked Jake Hager last night. I don't, I don't know, I don't know.
3: I'm, I'm hoping it's Sullivan because I know Sullivan's pretty bald these days. That, He's been pretty would, bald for several years. Uh, that would, that would, that would make me happier than a pig in shit if it were Kevin Sullivan. I, I would, <laughs> I, I would. I would be very happy with that. I've always been a huge fan of Kevin Sullivan's style of booking. Uh, I was, I was even a fan of the Dungeon of Doom, but that's only because Dungeon of Doom. When I was, you know, watching that, I was only like six or seven years old. So it's like this evil man's trying to beat up Hulk Hogan, mommy. <laughs> no. Um, you know those those were some good times. But yeah, we'll find out <laughs> who it is in in due in due time. And I think I think it's going to be a very interesting storyline but she said that the p- family is almost complete they're waiting for the alien i don't know if anybody else caught that who would be the alien yeah i caught it i caught
4: it well, it's, the, it's the, yeah. the
2: the girl i thought uh, it the girl yeah, well, i thought what's she, her name melanie Cruz. she Krug. said yeah yeah that what? was yeah that was melanie That was melanie Krug, who, uh, oh, is mm-hmm. from who who is the gal that uh Sean and I have worked with.
3: She actually worked for
2: me back in 2012.
3: And she was an excellent, excellent female worker. Always has been. And I wish her nothing but the best. Uh, the first R- former RWF star to compete for AEW. Uh, we've had Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly worked for me in 2009 as well. And uh, he went on to NXT. And that kid is so, so talented. So
5: <laughs> just, Oh, the name is Chris. Mm-hmm. Chris Statlander is her gimmick is like the alien or the intergalactic oh, whatever. Oh, okay, yeah. I get it now. So oh, that's what she was Oh, yeah. Out. Ah,
3: yeah. so they want to put and, that and, together. And well, this will be
2: interesting. Yeah, and she's and of course she's got the match next week with Red Baker. Mm-hmm. Oh
3: boy, this is, this is gonna be.
2: I want to. Yeah, all right. You know, we guys. We're reading a lot of stuff into into next week's show, but boy, <laughs>
3: I uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Now we do have some pay per views this weekend that I want to remind you about. Saturday night is the NWA Into the Fire pay per view. Oh yep.
1: yeah,
3: right from Georgia and. Uh-huh. and
4: Speaking of pay per we got
3: TLC this weekend, too. That, too. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. matches for NWA Into the Fire. Night? Yeah. NWA Into the Fire, question mark versus Trevor Murdoch. Allison, Allison Kay and Ashley Bott versus Melina, Thunder Rosa, or Marty Bell.
1: Yeah. Oh. I That's like going to be a good Thunder match.
2: Rosa. We've had Thunder yeah. Rosa on before, and she was a great guy. I gal. love that one. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah, we've had, we've had Trevor yeah. Murdoch on, too.
4: Uh-huh. Great guy. Uh, love him.
2: Yes, yes it's, sir. Yes, ma'am. Then it's Eli Drake. That's
3: Eli Ooh. Drake versus Ooh. Ken Anderson. Ooh.
0: The NWA
3: World Heavyweight mm-hmm. Championship will be on the line when the champion Nick Aldis defends against the outlaw James Storm in a best two out of three falls match.
4: That's going to be a match and a half.
3: Yeah. Then it's going to be the triple threat match for the NWA National Championship, as the champion Colt Cabana defends against Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow, and Ricky Starks. And then this is the one yeah. that I'm excited for because man, we've had uh, we didn't have Robert on, but we had Ricky Morton on. And let yeah. me tell you, Ricky Morton, Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express, the NWA World Tag Team Champions, will be defending against the wild cards. Thomas Vladimir, and former guest, Roy Isaacs. This is going to be
1: interesting.
3: Oh, yes, it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> look, the Rock and Roll Express, I personally have a booker that has, has said that the Rock and Roll Express needs to be booked around my town uh, sometime soon, sooner rather than later while they're both still alive, and they're going to draw money. They, they're still going. Even at, even at this stage, and uh, I don't know if you saw what Ricky Morton did on, I think it was Dynamite or maybe the pay per view. But my God, to see that guy still go and
2: know that. Yeah. How old did he say yeah. he was, He's, He's was sixty-one. 16. He's sixty-one. He's younger, He's younger than younger you. Younger than I am. Yeah, by a year.
4: Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Can you answer me one question then? Who's Who's older, you or Terry Funk?
2: Jerry Funk. Funk, yes. Funk <laughs> is That's right. You're
4: only sixty-three. Sixty-two. <laughs> Sixty-two. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Okay, I uh, uh, yeah, um, man. My my hand should be slapped for that one. Oops. Sorry.
3: I think that'll be some interesting stuff from the NWA. If you haven't ordered the pay-per-view, it's only twenty dollars. You can order it at Fight TV. I will be watching it if I can, and. uh I know some other people that'll be watching it as well, so we'll we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. We'll be reviewing that Thursday. Um, and uh, you've got DLC this weekend as well, which
4: and I'm not gonna go over that on Friday night. ROH which on Friday night and and yeah, I missed SmackDown because well, it was it was date night and well, it was my like birthday weekend as well. So we went out and saw some Christmas lights and. So I'm, I I came home to Roman Reigns getting dog food spilled all over him and tied to the tied to the ring post. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I, I it, thought that's all I saw, and I'm gonna miss SmackDown again this weekend. Week and Sean says that maybe I should watch ROH instead of SmackDown because we'll probably get a better, a better show. So yeah.
3: I don't well I don't know, honey, because I I all don't the need star need some
4: Power, ring some PCO. I need some death cards from PCO and girls. Okay.
3: Um, you know they're losing a lot of star power over at Ring of Honor. Yeah, it's and I mean, very it's sad, sad to see. I'm, I'm very um,
4: sad yes. because, yeah, Jeff just got there. You know, Cop just got there, yeah. and, and he, yeah, and watch. PCO just got there.
2: Watch Mar, Sorry. watch Marty on there now before uh, before he goes back and joins the rest of the elite.
3: That's correct. Yeah, That's you think gonna- so?
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, Now, uh, TLC is also this weekend. We'll be reviewing that next Thursday. Um, You know, there's a lot of good stuff happening on wrestling. But I want to say this, because Katie brought up the dog food. You know, I saw that and almost thought the Godwins were back for a second. It
4: looked like poop. Remember, I walked in and, and it looked like poop. I walked in, it was this, on my TV, and I looked, and that's all I saw was him, and, <laughs> him and his beautiful self tied to the ring post. Oh, God, it looked hot. But then all of a sudden, something being wiped on his face, and it did not look like dog food to me. It looked like poop.
3: I'm sorry. Does anybody yeah, I remember when the Godwins took the slob to Sonny? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's oh, what yes. It looked like I remember to me. that. Yes. <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. I was like, oh, the Godwins are back. <laughs> um, so we're going to ask you a couple more questions, Shalandra, and then we're going to let you go for the night. As we appreciate you giving us all the time you've given us so far. If you could yeah. be in any match type out there, what kind of match type would you love to be in? <sighs> any
5: match type.
3: Yeah. A casket match, a cage match.
2: Yeah, any name stipulation.
4: It. Tacks, light tubes, hardware, you know, the usual. Tables. Chairs. Stuff.
5: I want... With this well, No, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, it would. bring it. Hmm. it out. I would like... Okay, so... It's going to sound crazy, but, like, no, I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. So, I'm trying to remember the wrestler was her name because she was famous for them, but, and, like, it was, like, the electric rope
1: oh, instead of, like, regular wow.
5: rope. I would yeah. do that.
1: Wow. Just try
5: to avoid that. But, because that's not really done all the time, like, if I had to – I would do like a TLC match. Ladders, nice. tables, yeah. stairs. out of girl, out of girl, out of girl. Out of cage, I'll flip off the cage.
3: <laughs> oh, no, oh Lord, we're gonna have the next McFo- female McFoley Foley that's gonna come off the spell.
5: Yes.
2: Yeah. Jr. My God, somebody stop the match. <laughs> that woman's got a family.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yes, just set the table on fire. I will dive from the ladder with a chair <laughs> and miss and hit the table.
3: Um, and I'm gonna let Katie and Steve both ask a couple more questions a piece, but so this is gonna be my final question. If you could give <laughs> any, if you could give any advice to young aspiring female wrestlers out there, what advice would you give them?
5: Oh gosh. Just hmm, try to narrow it.
1: There's
5: so much I wanna say. But I just say know what if. You know, of course, you're going to have people tell you don't give up and do whatever. Of course, all that's important, but know what is. Like, just go for what you want. You don't want to reach the end of your life, if you know, because we don't know when we're going to go. But if you're fortunate enough to be able to contemplate at the end of your life, you don't want to, like... What if I did go to this wrestling school? What if I did have this match? Or what if I didn't do this because people didn't think that wrestling was for women or wrestling isn't going to be good for women of color or whatever? Just know if, Because I'm a person that I grew up in a very low-income family, and I'm a woman of color who pursued Mm -hmm. opera. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And pursued Brazilian jiu-jitsu and judo. And wrestling, but I've had many people and I still have many people that are just like, no, you shouldn't do this. You should get a job that's more stable or you should do, well, you know, all this other stuff. Like, but the thing is, I'm going to be the one that's going to wonder what if I had these other people don't live my life. So I would just tell the young girls out there and heck young boys or whomever go for your dreams and just eliminate the know what it like just eliminate the what is and go for it
2: you know what solid advice i think i think i think guys i think that is the perfect stopping point i think i think we i think that just said it right there in a nutshell all you know? right
3: Well, we also would like you to tell everybody where you're going to be one more time. We did this at the beginning of the show, but you've got some dates and appearances that are going to be coming up where people can see Miss Shalandra Rookie Royale live and in person.
5: Woohoo! Well, since the year is winding down, I decided not to take as many bookings. But you can find me on December 14th in Alabama at New South. You can also find me December 20th at GPW, that's Georgia Premier Wrestling, in Canton, Georgia. Um, of course, you can follow my social media while I'll be posting the poster so you know the tickets and the time. And on Twitter as well as Instagram, my name is the Fighting Siren underscore R. So, siren as in the singer, singing siren. And uh, oh, uh-huh. I thought again that's the fighting siren underscore R for Royal. Mm. Yeah.
3: Okay. Well, Shalandra, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I have, it has been an absolute privilege having you on tonight and
1: oh, yeah. uh spending oh, the
3: last two and a half hour almost two and a half hours talking to you live and uh covering <laughs> yeah. a variety oh, of subjects. Same. I know uh, tell us Tell us, this will be the last one we wrap up with. Tell us about working in the Ring with Nyla Rose. She is the native bee.
5: Mm-hmm. Yes. So I had, like, residual beef left over from the Battle Royale at All Out because she right. was essentially the one that tossed me out first after I was giving her some vicious forearms in that corner, which that was mm-hmm. the whole thing in itself. But that's a story for another day. But I already <laughs> had <beef> for that. <laughs> and then when they were like, hey, well, do you want to work Naughty Rose again? I'm like, of course. But from um, uh, the working standpoint, she took care of me. She is a beast. But I don't know, it was fun being thrown around.
1: <laughs> and I, and just, that
5: just could be me. Yeah. Maybe there's like a bit yeah. of <laughs> masochism there, but I don't. <laughs> see
2: she <Yeah>. liked it. <laughs> hey,
5: I'm
2: so what you're saying?
1: We're what you're saying is
2: Shalandra. of course. What she's saying? What she's saying
4: is she might it. It, it kind of made her want to pitch it for the for the other team. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
3: well, not only not only it
4: that, that but lady
3: It. <laughs> It sounds to me like she was. Sorry, she would girl. have been the one thrown thrown through the table a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Uh huh. Her and I are both touch. Like if that if it was, I would have gladly taken the table shot. I love Brittany Nyla. I was, you know, upset because I'm just like, I don't understand why you had to throw me around most time. There's a whole other partner I have. Was <laughs> <laughs> <what was there. laughs> but apparently. I was just taking all the slams. I don't. I think she remembered those forearms, and she's just like. I mean, she even used me to be thrown into her partner. I'm like, I whatever beef we have, I'll just squash it. We just left it in the <laughs> ring. <three. laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: but working knowledge <laughs> is fun, and I wish her all the best. <clears throat> Apparently, she's suspended for the rest of this year. Oh, my. Um, oh
2: shit! But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it'll well, be interesting. Yeah. Hey. Hey, you put a referee through a table, you know, Doc you're gonna have to pay the price. It's
5: usually a fine if you fuck with a ref. Like, Jesus. I mean it should be and she found like Sean Shannon more than once. She fought her at the autograph signing and then put her through the table and put the ref through a table and I, don't, I really don't know, but if, I don't be know if people me. caught it. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say I don't know if people caught it, but on Twitter when they released or when they announced that she was suspended, they actually said she was suspended for the rest of 2018. So maybe it was so horrific that they had to go back in time and suspend her before
2: AEW was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it'll be oh interesting because because on Tuesday. She had posted up on Twitter, um, you know, supposedly uh, wanting a ticket for uh, last night. And, of course, course she finishes up with asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) It will be interesting to see the amount of vengeance
3: that Nyla Rose will have in the year of 2020. I think it's going to be a very big year for AEW and a big year for wrestling in general. Um yeah so stay tuned. With that, I'd like to thank our I'd like to thank our guest, Miss Shalandra Rookie Royale, for joining us for the past almost two and a half hours. I'd like to thank you, our listeners, for joining us. We will be back here next Thursday night for Rampage Rant Thursday night turmoil. And uh we'll have a lot to review. And don't forget, December twenty sixth is going to be our year end review show. And we're going to have a lot that we're going to cover. We may even go three hours on that night to cover everything that has happened in the wrestling world in the last year, because there's been a lot. So we'll take a look at 2019 on the 26th of December and take a look uh, forward into the year of 2020 as the wrestling business may be on an upswing once again. Mm -hmm. I am six, Sean David, along with my co
2: host the Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane.
4: And the reason why this show Is never ever going to be a bag of dicks Hey, Eddie, Katie Well, folks, you know what time it is You know the drill You don't have to go home But you sure hell health not Stay here Take your glasses back to the barn For fuck's sake, turn off the lights this time
1: Good night, everybody <laughs> And thank you, Good Mr. Night.
4: Good night, thank you, all.